listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I got 100 on my dash, got 200 in my trunk. Got it in the grab bag, put my Bible in the trunk. Taka vodka on the top of my binocular, I'm drunk. How can I make them popular? Pop them when I want. See, I'm living with anxiety, ducking the sobriety. Fucking up the system, I ain't fucking with society. Justice ain't free, therefore justice ain't me. So I justify his name on obituary. Why you want to see a good man with a broken heart? Once upon a time, I used to go to church and talk to God. Now I'm thinking to myself hollow tips is all i got now i'm drinking by myself at the intersection park i watch you walk inside your house you threw your briefcase on the couch i plan on keeping put up through your fucking door and blowing out every piece of your brain till your son jumped in your arms cut on the engine and spit off in the rain i'm gone hey welcome to the black guy with tips podcast your host rod and Karen. we're in the house on a sunday that's right guys sunday morning um and uh you know it's uh it's a beautiful sunday mm-hmm. outside okay sun's out guns out y'all go outside and do something nice today okay uh but until then listen to us inside hang out with us live in the chat room and all that stuff that all the cool kids are doing uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme that's right that's right guys if you had extreme you were correct today okay you had the right answer um we are sponsored today as well double sponsor we're brought to you by shadow dog productions they just opened up a store at cafe press where you can go buy cool gear um you can get the the posters from their uh audio plays and their uh movies and things like that you can get it made as shirts and stuff like that uh cups bottles everything uh all you gotta do is go to cafepress.com slash shadow doll productions um you know they have sunspot and ratchetness poster they got um you know all kinds of stuff there where you can just kind of go it gives them a couple dollars it helps them keep continuing to sponsor this show and we appreciate it right takes time out to do that um also we're brought to you by loot crate this episode is brought to you by loot crate which is a monthly mystery crate filled with all kinds of exclusive items and gear that you can't find anywhere else all you got to do to get in it is go to lootcratecom slash tbgwt and enter code tbgwt and you can save three dollars off of any new subscription make sure you guys do that twenty dollars a month even less than that six to eight items uh a month uh just that you don't know what's gonna be in the box you open it up and bam it's a surprise every month and uh it always delivers uh all right let's get into um the news there's all kinds of stuff going on i don't even know where to start uh let me see where should we start um okay um this is wild breaking news uh bobby christina brown's you know ex-boyfriend nick gordon Mm -hmm. was arrested for beating and kidnapping his new girlfriend oh uh. yeah now you know uh there was a lot of speculation about him being involved in her death and people were i think Mm -hmm. you know her father and shit was saying like yo he killed my baby basically he, he has something to do with it well um it's been two years since then uh he was held legally responsible for the death of his girlfriend bobby christina brown in 2015 he was arrested in florida on saturday afternoon for allegedly kidnapping and beating his current girlfriend gordon 28 was taken into custody by police in sanford florida on saturday afternoon after a complaint was filed by his living girlfriend of two months 26 year old laura lill 
according to the arrest report gordon struck her by hitting and punching her in the face in the back of the head with a closed fist sometime between 3 a.m and 7 a.m on saturday morning lil told police that she and gordon went out to eat at duffy sports bar in nearby lake mary florida and on florida night i mean on friday night uh to watch game for the nba finals after the game the couple returned home uh in, to sanford uh lil says that sometime between 12 30 and 1 a.m a heated argument erupted the argument became physical and lasted throughout the night so he pretty much he beat her all night it seems mm-hmm. according you know obviously uh according to her um and then she posted pictures of the bruises and stuff this is another thing in the day and age of social media i don't know why anybody put hands on somebody uh you should lead a situation and shit well you know what? i would never relate to somebody that's abusing somebody so i don't know i but leave the situation before it gets to that i mean social media right there everybody's gonna be like i'm documenting the evidence of what you did to me here's a time stamp here's a location stamp like it's among the dumbest things you can do lil told investigate uh, i mean not that abusive people are normally thinking of getting away with it or being smart right uh lil told investigators that she believed gordon was upset because he suspected she was trying to hook up with one of his friends at duffy's uh she told police that gordon had no reason to be jealous and that her feelings for him were genuine though she did acknowledge that their relationship was toxic she said that gordon insisted she tell him the truth about wanting to be with another man when lil told gordon that she would never do that to him he did not believe her gordon kept insisting she admitted to want to to wanting to cheat and that he would not be mad he just needed to know the truth uh according to lil she then told police that he gave her the option of leaving when she agreed he turned valid she alleges so one he would have turned valid if she would have said i didn't think about fucking somebody else two um that's probably his own insecurity if you know and and i wouldn't be surprised if he was cheating or doing something too because i think a lot of times niggas get paranoid Mm -hmm. whenever they're doing somebody dirty in a relationship then it's like i know you doing me this way just come just tell the truth just be honest and it's like okay just something's wrong with you uh and if you got that kind of gaping insecurity why wouldn't you just leave if i honestly had to sit you down and be like i know you want to fuck other people and you're trying to leave me how how do i arrive at the conclude any other conclusion and we shouldn't be together you know even if you say no i don't believe you so we already have lost everything yep <sighs> uh he just needs to know the truth he said um uh gordon became upset and began to violently punch her and hit her and refused to let her leave when lil wanted to use her laptop computer so she could contact her sister through facebook he took it away um uh lil said she had no way of communicating with the outside world since he smashed her cell phone a few weeks prior to the incident oh so he been on some abusive behavior mm-hmm. he also hid his own cell phone since she had no way of seeking outside help yeah he was planning some abusive shit like that's it i mean if that happened weeks ago unless she's saying it was another incident that she just didn't report that's that sounds like a calculated isolation tactic because a lot of times yeah. abusers do things where they can't isolate you from your family and friends right you alone at, right outside help and because they just want to control you and meanwhile they're the one that's out of control you go outside with this motherfucker you smile at somebody and all of a sudden it's you know they want to beat you and shit because it's a control method it's a mechanism it's all about control and and the, the, the thing they can't control is themselves it's not you um so yeah lil stated that gordon would not allow her to leave the apartment continue to punch and hit her just at the dawn lil said she ran into his mother's bedroom and woke her up damn they live with his mom 
when michelle gordon saw the injuries allegedly caused by her son she helped lil in getting her out the house and drove her to her sister's home carla lil then drove her sister to the sanford police department she's lucky that somebody else is staying there but the fact that he was willing to do that to her knowing somebody else is in that house like that's some scary shit and i mean at least then you kind of have a witness she might not have seen the actual abuse but she's seen the, the you know the the results of it mm-hmm. when the officer saw the injuries she had sustained they asked carla lil to drive her sister to the emergency room officers took statements from lil and her sister and then drove to gordon's home and arrested him gordon's mother was not in the house and officers were there well she either know that that nigga's like that or not at this point like that don't sound like no surprise reaction you know what i mean like girl you gotta get out the house gotta get you safe it wasn't no i don't believe this let me go talk to nick you know it was like this nigga probably did this shit gordon faces domestic violence battery charge as well as kidnapping and false imprisonment as an adult photos of the woman obtained by tmz show a number of black and blue marks on her left upper arm and bicep region there are several discernible marks on her forearms um and you know what else when they show these bruises especially on fair-skinned women but fair-skinned people in general but mm-hmm. when they show these bruises like immediately afterwards that's not even as bad as they gonna look Mm-mm. like they look way worse a couple of days later yep. you know Once like they start swelling and trying to heal yes. right like yeah yeah this dude sound like a real piece of shit man mm-hmm. uh yeah he was found legally responsible for the for bobby christina brown's death in a uh civil case in order to pay 36 million dollars to her estate um even though he wasn't found criminally criminally responsible um you know uh and i do remember there was some stuff about like you know damage to her head and shit and they, he was saying like oh she just fell in the tub she was mm-hmm. on drugs and shit mm-hmm. uh, and then people were like it's been an abusive relationship everybody knows and all this mm-hmm. shit um so yeah man um yeah an autopsy found a drug intoxication and immersion of her face in the water contributed to her death um she, yeah she was discovered face down in the bathtub and died about six months later in a coma uh where says he doubts the estate will be able to collect the full judgment collection is not the issue justice is they basically want to keep him from earning money from anything for the rest of his life mm-hmm. where provided a breakdown of the award saying that among other accounts the judge assessed nearly 14 million dollars for pain and suffering 4.5 million for punitive damages and 1.575 million for money allegedly taken from her account and stolen jewelry so shit he was getting he was living off of her money too yes he was um yeah th- that's fucked up man um but yeah at this point i mean uh let's say you did give him the benefit of doubt for the, for bobby christina brown's thing this is an, another woman you just happen to be in a uh abusing this shit like right after losing it like yeah dog yeah there's other women that not saying anything because it sounds like this is his pattern right uh ballerific charity shout out to ball alert uh dave Chappelle donates fifty thousand dollars to flint michigan uh they continue to be in um uh, you know in the news uh flint michigan lately because you know they still ain't got no clean water dog right and they might have public officials out here calling them niggers and blaming them for their water not being being clean so you might have that happening anyway last year Dave Chappelle was scheduled to perform at a charity benefit to help with flint michigan water crisis but he bailed at the last minute to attend the oscars with chris rock instead if you watch his latest netflix specials he addressed this controversial decision 
come on man what am i going to do about the water Chappelle says netflix comedy special stevie wonder was there they didn't need me i'm sorry everybody i never been to the oscars you see the movies i make um once again man um this is that thing right i saw that special i saw that joke i laughed my fucking ass off um i thought it was hilarious like at bar none like i was just like because because the punchline of the joke isn't i'm such a great guy right fuck them people it was it was the, the joke was look at this t- i'm a terrible person i i cared about this shit but then the second i got a chance to go do something else i fucked up to go to the oscars once in a lifetime trip and you know people and and because i think this is the new thing with comedy and maybe it's always been a thing but it's especially a thing now in the age of the internet right you divorce the conversation from humor you divorce the fact from it's written for laughter correct you divorce the fact that um it's you know there's a type of jest thrown into it and instead of going um you know kind of allowing the artist to be funny you take it like he's giving a fucking ted talk and he just got on stage and was like this is how i really feel about everything no jokes this is my you know you see it all the time journalists do this a lot of time not journalists but publications do this to comedians a lot they take something you said at your stand-up and then they basically divorce it from context divorce it from humor and they're just like you know dave Chappelle says fuck key and peel you're like what then you see like the stand-up and you're like okay it was a joke kind of I don't know that Dave Chappelle literally is like gonna be like fuck Key and Peele if I see them. Right. Or um you know, uh even even in the case of uh Amy Schumer's crass joke about I used to date uh Mexican men, but now I prefer consensual. It's a crass joke, but it is like under the auspices of what she's doing, it's still a joke. Like True. like the joke is like the joke is if you ever seen her stand up, she's a terrible person and she thinks all this horrible shit and she's fucked up and the joke is that she's fucked up you ain't gotta like it you ain't gotta think it's funny right. you gotta think that spell shit is funny the, but the point is it's not delivered to be a serious point like and this is honestly how i feel about people like all mexican people are rapists ha 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 you know what i mean so i feel like that's what happened with that Chappelle shit and i remember seeing it and being like okay i'm not arguing with anybody i'm not gonna fight anybody i'm not like you know i've seen way too many people trying to fight over that dude's stand-up special if you watch a stand-up special and you laugh that's all the transaction is right i don't then become an acolyte in your army out here trying to defend your stand-up that's on you bro but um so so anyway i remember seeing that joke and being like that's so fucked up laughing moving on but seeing a lot of people be like fuck that motherfucker man he ain't go to flint i'm like he's on stage telling you what happened like this isn't you discover something this people do this a lot too oh did you see in this book so-and-so wrote this ain't they fucked up it's like they wrote they wrote that to tell you they did it you didn't discover a secret they put that out there for the world this is my inner dialogue this is what i was thinking anyway yeah uh, and, yeah yeah and for me the, the i guess the part about it is uh so fucked up like and we've said this before everybody's mad and angry so instead right. of being mad at the people that you need to be mad about you'll go you'll be mad at Dave Chappelle instead of being mad at the officials instead of being mad at the congressman instead of being mad at city council instead of being mad at the people that oversighted Flint instead of being mad at the governors and senators and the people that actually can do shit about it you rather be mad at somebody that not trying funny in the large scale really has no power in the situation I am yeah that that's a great point I am legitimately 
um i that is really what i think happens a lot i think that's kind of been happening but i think in the wake of 45 it's happening even more right where people are going after artists and and comedians and shit like that because it gives us a semblance of control Mm -hmm. to be like if i can get this person to apologize if i can get them to be humble if i can get them to have a mea culpa then it's like i do have some control over the world you know um which is fine people have been doing that if you don't have you know like if you like i said with any comedian that apologize about their jokes and shit you're not gonna catch me defending them nope. um so if if that's something that people will need to do that's what they need to do but i do think there's an increased level of scrutiny on every person that puts something out creatively it creates creatively because people are like it has to match up with this this and this or fuck you um and i think that's kind of the the wave right now because i mean we do feel i think we i say we royally but i think a lot of americans feel powerless right now so at least i can make dave Chappelle feel bad or i can say point out where his shit is fucked up or i can say wonder woman is a bad movie or i can say uh you know like at least i have some control there because it's my opinion and i can spin it any way i want i can write it i can get it published i can do a bunch of shit any way i want but i can't really control like what my fucking senator is doing i can't control like what this administration is doing i can't control the very real shit that you know i would love to see people fight against and it doesn't seem like anybody's really interested in those fights anymore no they're not uh you know seems like most of the people that are fighting are more interested in these social fights of you know who is and isn't racist who did and didn't do this like more so than you know what the fuck are we gonna do about um the erosion of um you know uh climate change initiatives and shit like that mm-hmm. you know and maybe they don't have a solution and we nobody has a solution and that's why it's fucked up like that's why i would rather be like you know fuck bill maher than uh you know fuck jeff sessions or whatever like right. not saying you can't be both but maybe that's why i would put more energy and in, in that uh, that absorbs more of our cultural zeitgeist because one of these things might something might happen you know what i mean (laughs) like bill maher might apologize jeff sessions might step down but one of those we have more control over than the other i guess you know Mm -hmm. if we make more of a stink maybe we can make something happen yeah and also i think it's more of a way of letting that anger out because we live in a society like i said before people are mad they're angry they're upset they're disappointed they're sad they're depressed like people are going through various different types of emotions right and this is an outlet like this is a way of letting your voice be heard because in reality most people most people don't have a voice as far as outside of social media you know most people they go to their jobs they don't have a voice they work every day they don't have a voice they don't have a voice in their house you know that they, they literally don't have a voice quote unquote uh but they actually do and but this is the way they choose to, to use the outlet for their voice because they feel like they don't have control over these other important things that sometimes need to be more they, they need to put their focus in but instead of putting your focus in fixing your job, fixing your life, fixing your kids, fixing your family, instead of putting that energy into that where you can literally change the situation, people rather take that focus, turn it outwards, and blame something else. Maybe, man. I don't know. May I don't know if they're blaming Dave Chappelle for Flint. And I, when I mean, you know that, what I'm saying? I, I, I don't mean, know they're, if they're, they're focusing that anger towards something else. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I like. I don't know the ultimate what i don't even know what the ultimate like 
thing that you would want from a dave Chappelle would Correct. be like that's one of the things that for me that gets it uh what a lot of this stuff is if the ask is for him to not make jokes that cross your personal sensibilities you know that's not gonna happen you know it's like it's like i said about bill maher last week he ain't gonna lose his show you know i was shocked that you even apologized um nothing's gonna happen to him he won't be suspended nothing's gonna happen so there's no need to really put up a defense of him you know and i felt that way about Chappelle's, which is why i'm talking about this shit today i heard i read all this shit months ago and i was like yeah i don't have anything to say because what why would i need to defend it uh, is he not gonna be dave Chappelle after this special will he not get paid to make another one will he not be right back with a third special i think it's a three special deal or some shit i like it doesn't even fucking matter what i think sometimes you know like the the, the wheel's gonna spin already um and if i you know think that the shit was funny or good debating about it damn sure ain't gonna make it funnier you know uh so i just find it interesting that he gave fifty thousand dollars to flint you know which is uh like i said uh probably even better than him showing up at that charity event where they already had sold everything out it's not like motherfuckers like i was gonna give twenty dollars but dave Chappelle didn't come um but then the other part of it is you know put his own money where his mouth is and in a lot of cases more so than the people that complained all day about him not being there and going to the oscars and shit um so i, I appreciate the money I'm, i hope it helps you know i say this shit anytime a person gives money to something because i think money is one of the bottom line things that if you're trying to help and you give it you know you give money it's one of the bottom line things where it really don't matter who it came from Mm-mm. to a person that's in the situation that needs help no you know i think i think we get to be high and mighty out here on the internet and away from the situation and not affected by it but you know it's like how people you know i don't like taylor swift if taylor swift gives a million dollars to a uh a rape prevention um uh court then then thank you i don't like i don't i don't have a thing to say like you know oh no fuck that money you give that money back like them people being helped i'm more than happy to be helped right if you need the help you need the help um you know maybe this joke cost him fifty thousand dollars and maybe also it was the people checking him that made him feel a little bit of guilt about it because this has been over a year or so now and maybe all them people being like dog that joke was that joke was fucked up man maybe he was like that's why i'm gonna donate you know um either way though he gave a fifty thousand dollar check to the community foundation the greater flint uh which will help children that have been exposed to lead in the city's contaminated water uh and ceo isaiah oliver said they are grateful for dave's commitment uh so anyway man i'm glad he gave back i don't know what he was supposed to do Mm-mm. in the first place and i think people just didn't want him to joke about it which is fine they don't you know they don't have to agree to he with his jokes um let's see what else happened um ocean city passes an emergency ordinance against toplessness for women an emergency ordinance is a state of emergency with these titties y'all the titties are coming <laughs> run his nipples <laughs> the forecast calls for a titty storm this week what are we gonna do <laughs> titties will be everywhere in ocean city <laughs> the forecast all the humanity <laughs> all the huge memories <laughs> <laughs> the forecast call for oversight of nipples right we got a 50 percent chance of areolas uh this weekend guys <laughs> 
go make sure you're wearing plenty of sunscreen when you go in to the beach this week there's gonna be an overcast a size triple h's right uh guys make sure we're gonna this is gonna be a three bra weather today this three bras <laughs> carry a couple extra bras for some titty, spare titties if you see them help your neighbors out guys get those titties locked up the council met on saturday an emergency ordinance to prohibit public nudity or states of nudity in response to a woman's desire to be bare-chested on the city's beach they stated there is no constitutional right for an individual to appear in public nude or in a state of nudity whatever personal right one has to be new or in the state of nudity that right becomes subject to government interest and regulation when no when one seeks to exercise it in public the clash came about after a legal challenge from a woman who argued that maryland law allows women to go bare-chested in public this <laughs> no th- i know it's i've seen the picture so i know it's not okay so i'm prefacing this this statement with this i know it's not but this motherfucking shit sounds like the whitest shit ever but i've seen pictures of sisters that are protesting with the titties out like i've seen these pictures and i'm just like where they find them sisters at like i'm and i'm sure it's some like super militant like pro-woman stance that i just don't 100 percent understand you know what i mean but it feels like the whitest like we should be able to put our titties out what is wrong the, the world the, all the, the justice injustice in the world and it starts with these titties you know i'm not even saying they wrong it's just it feels like when you it's like diet problems you know what i'm saying like yeah what y'all protesting today well uh unjust uh killings of uh uh extrajudicial violence in the streets from the police officers and authorities oh okay what y'all for flint man we still can't get water that's clean up here man we need money we need a lot of stuff in order to to help people our kids can't bathe and stuff okay what y'all protesting today uh wow this is uh you sure you don't want to go to the next person uh i can no no go ahead it's on on you (sighs) we want to go to the beach and pull our titties out yeah the the problems ain't the same i would love to i would love to have titty problems i would love for my biggest agenda to be having a right to pull out my titties is number one on my agenda that would be a wonderful thing right i just feel like the whole room went quiet after we just want to pull our titties out i, I mean just go to the beach and, yeah and, and, and that wait just, so are they like you know are they like you know uh cutting off y'all's breasts like they're doing african and right. stuff like that like that is it is it mutilation and stuff because we we will get a, a group of women we will go down there with you sister we will fight no 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 we just want to go to the beach and, uh pull, pull our titties out i i mean yeah that's that's the fight okay okay um next group yeah we're trying to free mothers that are bail uh they they in jail for minor offenses and uh they won't be able to go see their children for mother's day so we're trying to raise some money to get them out excuse me can we go back titties you gonna pull your titties out of the beach is that really what y'all gonna do that's that's a proper that's the best use of y'all time yeah girl we gotta get i mean look i have been working on my body all year okay i didn't do these i ain't been doing these planks uh for uh to have these titties put up it is it's summertime okay 
and 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 just so everybody here know we did a gofundme we initially wanted a thousand dollars we ended up getting a hundred thousand dollars so now we're getting ready to write a book have a sponsor get a private facebook group and not invite any of you niggers we've been tanning uh for a long period of time and uh the girls gotta go out you know so we just mm-hmm. i so, mean you know good luck with the rest of you you know yeah. trying to handle these social I matters hope the police don't kill you at your march i mean you know good luck uh good luck getting those girls out those women out of jail i mean that's, that sounds like a good cause mm-hmm. see them i wish i had i really had wish i had heard that one first before titties uh the titty calls but uh yeah the titty march we will um we will be we will be um if you guys after y'all's marches you know if wash off that pepper spray if y'all want to come down and pull y'all titties out with us you know we'll be down there we're gonna have food we're gonna be drinking coronas um playing music and stuff it's i mean it should be a good old time we're gonna have a great time yeah it's gonna be a titty painting fun center so if you guys are into getting your titties painted uh gonna have titty makeup and stuff we're gonna do like clowns and slogans and Mm -hmm. stuff so yeah shout out to the people that donate to the the kickstarter yeah so you know we'll probably be like rubbing titties together probably you know maybe doing some volleyball tournament type things you know yelling in people's face and being like see look at my titties you know stuff like you know we have some chants and things that we'll be doing um so when you guys get done with the flint water thing come on through you know we plenty of room down at the titty part of the beach so just we'll see you ladies there uh <laughs> but you know what's wrong what's funny about it though they got a point a whole goddamn city coordinated a city council meeting to be like one woman said she gonna pull her titties out we got to turn into the town from footloose and come together and stop this shit what are we what are we gonna do guys okay she's gonna be walking around tis loose tis loose kick off your sunday booze (laughs) she's gonna be be dancing in a a bar by her in a barn by herself with her titties just flapping around and the kids are gonna just drop out of school i don't know kids ain't seen titties before (laughs) even though they had these fucking supercomputers and they in their pockets that only beam directly pouring to them but somehow nobody's seen a titty before guys and we gotta stop it what if you see a titty at the beach then what you gonna do oh man the humanity um yeah uh um the city previously issued a memo memo directing lifeguards not to confront bare-chested women or ask them to cover up well that seems like a reasonable way to handle it so you see i mean first what's a lifeguard supposed to do you don't have no like unless the tennis is drowning and they got to give it mouth to mouth what the fuck the lifeguard gonna right. do this ain't baywatch come on <laughs> uh oh on this facebook page on friday the city said the police would deal with complaints about toplessness the post added officials would do whatever is necessary to prevent toplessness from happening on the beach or any public area in the ocean city whatever is necessary whatever is necessary what is are y'all gonna be shooting niggas titties two o'clock hand me my shotgun ah, titties at nine o'clock running across the beach and full sprint holding a shotgun and shit move move move, move. got titty emergency put them titties down ma'am 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 put down the child put she's got a hostage no this is my child i'm breastfeeding she has a hostage put down the child ma'am just take the shot take the snipers on the roof take the shot if you get it, <laughs> I'm a position in front of the window. I don't care if the baby's right there. Oh no, what are they leaking acid? Right. Oh my God. Uh, Mayor Wright, uh, Rick Meehan, 
wrote on the city's facebook page on saturday this ordinance provides clarity as to the position of the town of ocean city that we will not allow women to be topless on our beach or any public property within city limits the workaster uh county chef city what is this what is this a town besides steven universe <laughs> more like ocean titties you know what i'm saying guys come on uh the Worcester county state attorney is wait waiting uh for opportunity uh our opinion from the maryland attorney general's office about the legality of titlessness in maryland it has to go up to the attorney general y'all titties i mean they struck a chord you know i mm, but them niggas getting shot don't worry about them though yeah we ain't got to do no emergency session about the water crisis you know none of that i mean i love to say that they're just overreacting and shit but i mean let's face it they, they, they held a fucking emergency town meeting over titties it's, they got a point you know what i mean like you love to just be like oh guys come on it has to be a better cause but when the fucking emergency session convenes to be like uh guys we're gonna hold the vote on titties could you, uh today could you imagine all these people enjoying their vacation all of a sudden they red bat phone rings and they pick it up hello get down here john we got a we got a emer- councilman we got an emergency session in, right now for the city we got a state of emergency we need you to come down tonight midnight i don't give a fuck wake up come down we got an emergency vote what seems to be the heart is it like a terrorist attack Do we need to get the state involved i don't mean the shark a shark attack i mean come on what's happening here should we should we contact the government the governor we might need to we don't know we that's what we need you down here for we need to get all calling all the constituents emergency meeting all hands on deck okay we need everybody down here i know they ain't telling my first people running out right in they uh bedroom slippers and nightgowns and shit for them to be like here's the problem it's a double d emergency <laughs> what <laughs> double d emergency i don't i don't understand there are double d's running around town and this has got to stop <laughs> bill you woke me up at fucking 12 a.m for you did this couldn't have waited until the brunch we had tomorrow morning no that by then it'll be too late titties will be everywhere are they are they afraid it's gonna spread like one woman we walking with no t- with no bra on and then just other women that got titties right. got they bras oh i'm taking this shirt off i didn't right. know i, I just didn't, didn't know we could do that all right i didn't know i didn't know that was the thing and and it was one of the things where they were like no 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 the titties will be out at sunrise we gotta stop this shit joe's face said victoria's secret is out this is not a drill oh my god people are ridiculous dog it's isn't it amazing that we're you know it's 2017 and some of the main um problems we have in the world are like who can use the bathroom what genitals do you have under your clothes whose titties are out it's the same shit from like when we were in third grade but we're adults we're passing laws based on the things that we started learning as kids about the differences between boys and girls and and whatnot is and 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 we're we're adults like we're this is what children do is you have to come up with rules for kids about like okay guys no touching in this part okay let's no keep your pants on like we're doing that as adults we can't handle it any better that's amazing when titties attack yeah attack on titties that's what it's gonna be like <laughs> attack on titties attack on titties people turn into giant titties on the beach <laughs> run 
run it's they, an attack on titty my mama got eight by one last summer run it's titties in the wall oh no secret undercover titties all this time run don't let the milk touch you don't <laughs> let the milk touch you god damn it oh i lost bobby oh fuck him he, he got to stay <laughs> right oh he was just taken by the titties oh Mm-mm. that's so ridiculous but like, what happened my baby went under with the sand castle that was mixed with milk oh the horror the horror half of the people on earth got titties you know what i mean like half of them are t- of t- people of the titty and we are sitting up here really being like we've never seen or heard of a titty before it's really it's really a it's really it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous uh, all right um coming up next on the blackout tips uh <laughs> birmingham police sergeant finds one inch bolt in rb sandwich now one see now see i had told y'all what'd you say karen one inch who two what one inch what bolt bolt b-o-l-t oh like oh like a screw bolt yes now see i had told y'all see somebody gave y'all prophecy okay on this very podcast y'all listen to right now somebody said hey guys um you gotta watch your back around arby's dog nobody should be eating there and y'all went rog you're just such a hater i love they potato cakes that i never stopped by and order by themselves ever in the life of me forever y'all even wrote your little nasty little emails in to tell me how you disagreed and you could oh i'm gonna have to quit you now rod well you know what i was trying to do save your teeth from eating one inch metal bolts that's in the middle of your motherfucking roast beef okay somebody say you know how they got we got the meat we got the bolts Mm -hmm. Ah! it's sponsored by usain bolt why don't y'all why don't y'all ever write in and apologize my bad rod you saved my teeth that could have been my teeth in that boat. That could have been my bicuspids all fucked up. That could have been my incisors all on the ground, on the floor of my damn car. Who knows? You might have got tetanus. Some of y'all ain't had tetanus shots. Y'all on that Obamacare. Ah, I'm helping ah. you out, and you mad. Mm-mm-mm. Nah, y'all, it's a shame. Y'all gonna miss me when I'm gone. Ah! Birmingham police sergeant is biting mad after he been into a one-inch boat. A, a damn police officer, even sergeant patrick cosby says he didn't he doesn't know if the boat was intentionally placed there because he's a police officer there have been similar incidents around the country and where officers feel is a continual anti-police sentiment uh or whether it was a malfunction a machine malfunction which arby's officials claim uh little column a little column b maybe no just kidding uh but either way he says unacceptable i don't know how you make a sandwich with a boat that's large that large in it and not be intentional i can't wrap my head around that well you almost did yeah, and that's what happened when you pay people three dollars an hour after taxes. You know what? Ain't got no boats in the sandwiches. Everywhere but Arby's. Ha ha ha! Arby's provided a statement. We take this matter very seriously and conduct uh, conducted an immediate investigation after viewing video footage from our kitchen, speaking with our team members. We're confident no one was targeted in this incident. We have a long-standing tradition of supporting our men and women in uniform. We are currently working with the guests to resolve the matter. Well, there you guys go tried to tell y'all but keep on doing it popeyes ain't never had no boats in the chicken now that's true now mm-hmm. if they did it be fried so hard and melt you wouldn't know the difference uh preacher carrying a you deserve to be raped sir i was hit over the head by a woman with a ba- baseball bat you don't say oh wait this is a this is an old story this is from last year 
it don't matter anyway green tweet uh good job um yeah yeah i'm not even gonna read the rest that was mm-hmm. it uh, zero last year uh what else is happening uh oh medical marijuana dispensary uh has made a cannabis infused pizza for patients in boston cool mm-hmm weed pizza it's the the food that gives you the, the munchies that give you the munchies i, I know y'all better order several of them yeah um a medical marijuana dispensary has made a cannabis infused pizza for patients who don't want to smoke the drug the six inch pie which cost 38 dollars was designed by irma incorporated a large marijuana business in quincy on the outskirts of boston it's topped with a potent tomato sauce infused with 125 milligrams of thc distillate which is a psychoactive compound in marijuana <clears throat> that is equivalent to a quarter of a joint or 12 doses of medical edibles uh according to ermont it has already proven to be a huge uh success around 200 pizzas in the first three weeks uh only those holding american marijuana id can purchase the personal size pizza dish um yeah um customers are limited to buying two of the frozen pies at a time if they want the toppings they have to add their own Irma Inc. came up with the idea because although the company has a range of marijuana edibles, they wanted to offer meals that patients could eat without lots of sugar. Uh, director of operations Seth Yaf said the Boston Herald, I think people at first are kind of blown away that it's one of the better frozen pieces that they have had and the fact that it's medicated is pretty exciting for them. We found that infusing the tomato sauce gave us really good consistent pizza in terms of not only flavor but a consistent dose which is important for our patients. The success of the pizza is leading Ermine Inc. to explore other options of cannabis infused meats people ought to be calling out there can i get an extra large i don't want the personal pan i got a, i'm having a party i'm gonna bring some people over I, I, that's why it's probably only y'all got coupons mm-hmm. can i get uh two large some wings y'all got some weed wings that's why they small and that's probably gonna be that's probably gonna stay small i need them weed dipping yeah, sticks and somebody asking 38 dollars but the thing is is you know they probably um it's just weed so odds are you're paying for the product and you know what you can buy a regular ass piece with no weed no weed in the and mess around and fucking spend 38 dollars yeah i actually don't know um the thing is i don't know how much it costs uh i don't know enough about weed to know if it's a bad deal me, to me be either. honest like Mm-mm. how much like is uh, one slice of this pizza the same as smoking a joint is that you know like i don't know uh, i think they said something about a quarter joint earlier i i don't know is what i'm trying to say i don't know what your I, dosage is supposed yeah, to be i don't know and you guess what last time i checked you couldn't order no weed piece no hell so you know they setting the market price yeah competition only thing can bring this down yes sir somebody got to start uh uh puffer johns i don't know what y'all would call it. i don't know what they would call it <laughs> um anyway yeah the, how, how, got a whole chain you mess around you get it in pasta because you do a sauce so you know you get any your pasta sauce marinara lasagna like a lot of times for like i don't know how far they want to go but if they want to you fuck around and, and, and don't mess around and put in some um lemon pepper you mm-hmm. never keep doing wings papa joints will be pretty cool mm-hmm mm um there are around nineteen thousand people in massachusetts who are legally allowed to purchase medical marijuana they uh recognized it in 2012 and it extended a lot to cover recreational use in 2016 so now you can even use it up there just you know 
on the sleeves if you're just having a good day good time y'all surprised these things aren't selling like hotcakes then a lot of people don't know they exist that's why and they small and they they probably they sound somewhat expensive so right probably because they get they actually giving you a medical dosage <laughs> like right. it's not the same as a regular ass pizza mm. anyway man get your weed pizza on guys uh <laughs> people are gonna just start calling in the like dominoes yeah uh let me get uh two uh large pieces with pepperoni and weed uh <laughs> mm. Let me get some. Yeah, can uh, I get that weed sausage? I want Man. some mushrooms, but not the kind of mushrooms, y'all. You know, the other kind, sir. We don't sell that here. You, you're calling the wrong shop. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, oh man, this is a terrible story. I'm sorry, but I, you know, it's. I don't know how else to preface it, but it's a okay. terrible story. Um, the estranged husband of NBC vice president, black woman. Mm-hmm. um choked their seven-year-old daughter to death in her bed two months after his wife filed for divorce and one day after he surrendered the family home Woo! um he was arrested charged with second degree murder and the death of his seven-year-old daughter gabriel um and this is one of those things where it's a black man uh killing his own daughter um to prove a point to make her suffer like 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 that's what it boils down to i'm going to make you suffer it's why people always talk about whenever you're in a domestic violence situation the most dangerous time for the woman is when she's leaving correct you know like you're making all these steps and then when you're in a situation like this the father has quote unquote has these rights and what do you do when you feel like this person's a danger to your child but the court is like we're not recognizing him as a danger to this child he's still this kid's father he can still be around him or supervisor shit she fought against that yeah i don't know how you i don't know how you you stop something like this from happening um and like i said this dude uh a piece of shit man you know um i was just reading a, another report that you know obviously that i've seen before but still it was talking like an update on the numbers about how you know uh black women are like 50 percent uh likely if they're if they're killed uh 50 percent likely be killed by someone that's a, a lover of theirs mm-hmm. at some point in time don't have to be current could be past. Right. like you've had some kind of sexual interaction with this person yeah and this is one of the all too often uh grim reminders of that i mean this woman's a uh nbc vice president there's no um you know escaping this you know there's no um uh you know there's there's nothing she did wrong there's no mm-hmm. there's no money that can get you out of these situations like a, a some crazy ass deranged motherfucking dude that's that's out to harm you and your family uh when they are your family is just a reality a grim reality and a risk that people take even entering into relationships with men because men are dangerous uh yeah he's 47 charged second degree murder uh the child's mother is nbc universal talent acquisition vice president michelle Hoard white she filed for divorce from white in april and was not at the home at the time of the horrific incident police say the baby the girl's babysitter tonette mahone rushed to the home inside the aberglen complex on tuesday around 3 p.m white had reportedly sent her several alarming text messages when she entered the home she didn't see anyone and noticed the shades were drawn upstairs um, oh, so he texts her, and she was like, hey, "This don't sound right. Let me get right. my ass up." Because a lot of times they re- they lash out, they text like, "I'm gonna kill this girl" and all that shit. And uh, you know, you want to protect that child, so she went there to you know protect that child, which 
it's still incredibly brave of her uh to go in there by herself right but that tells you what kind of shit must have been in those texts i went upstairs i kept calling neil gabriel uh the babysitter said white emerged bleeding and told her that gabriel was in the room resting she saw mr white had cuts on his wrist saw some blood and when she checked the girl she saw she wasn't moving and called us the police uh autopsy will be performed but police said they believe the girl who was a second grader was asphyxiated child's mother was said to be in hysterics she arrived at the horrific scene one day before her shocking death white had approved the deal to surrender the house to his estranged wife as part of an agreement so this sounds like it was part of divorce and the kids do become pawns in this shit a lot of times you know yep. parents don't think about that but yeah your child children don't give a fuck about y'all divorce all they know is that mommy and daddy ain't getting along and both parties sometimes men and women a lot of times from hurt and pain and disappointment you know not wanting to accept just a lot of factors because when you divorce people it's it's very painful and it's one of the things where everybody deals with pain differently and some people don't deal with it well and for some people it's one of the things that put them off on the edge because all of a sudden your stability changes your routine changes your lifestyle changes your money changes all these factors change and it's one thing where divorce uh and uh, put like this any reason you decide to get a divorce is a good reason in my opinion Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't look at divorce like that but i do um if somebody decides they don't want to be there y'all need to go okay and move on you know if you can work it out fine but if somebody has really got their mind made up you know this is somebody that he probably fought her and was like i don't want to get a divorce or stay together and she was the part that was like no i got to go well it's just about as some and like i can't understand i can't relate because i haven't gone through this and i mean you see people do this where they hurt each other it turns into about properties and possessions and how much time i can get with the kids but really just as a way to keep the kids away from you and shit like that where you hope nobody's life turns into this bitter stuff but there's a whole industry based around this because it does quite often um but i just don't i just can't understand the pain that you must be willing to inflict on another person to do something like that yeah i mean you took the life of your own daughter man like right i don't know it just makes me angry because you know i i understand all the arguments against it definitely but then i see shit like this and i'm just like a person like this should die that there's nothing left for them to do on this earth that can possibly offset what they've taken from from people and uh going back to we talking about the babysitter yeah she walks in there and she sees him cut up and she sees this child you know he could have turned on on the babysitter that's what i said all right how much how those fucking text messages must have been very grim and shit for her to rush over there before calling the cops without like she must have already like especially if it it was quote unquote out of character for this dude whatever he was saying those text messages must have been that fucked up she rushed over there risked her own safety to try to help that girl um yeah it's i don't i don't know what you do like when you look at um oh, i can't believe i'm forgetting her name but the the woman that's the spice used to be a spice girl and she had uh, that's not her name oh though. no no that's not her whatever name. her real name is mel b mel b yeah when you look at mel b and her husband uh steven belafonte or whatever her assertion is this dude is abusive to me and all my family my kid a lot of shit like when you see that she don't want her kids around him that's how real that shit is 
like to other people outside like you see people on social media that you know they're quick to like especially hop on the man's side but it's always on some like i'll let you gotta let these niggas see their kids and shit and i'm like maybe we don't know what the situation is it's so easy to sit outside and judge like every everybody's being impartial and shit we don't know who's abusive we don't know they've been abusive for their kids we don't know who's trying to keep their kids from being hurt you know what i mean we we just go bitter bitch sierra don't want you to see his kid we don't know shit is my point you know for people to be hopping up and in and out of people's personal business like that we don't know anything it you know it's a lot and and then because we're not talking in a vacuum we are very often talking about situations where men are abusive and then telling women bitch you better stop being me stop being mean let that man see his kid and then something happened you shouldn't have married a nigga like that like it's always gonna be the woman's fault so anyway when i saw this story it was one of those ones where i was like ah, i hate to bring the mood of the show down i hate to not talk but at the same time i don't want to not talk about these things um because i do want people to be aware uh there's still a ton of shit we don't talk about on this show because there's stories like this every fucking day mm-hmm. um you know i hate to see it when it's black men especially you know and that's a personal thing because i'm a black man but i i hate to see it period but and and it's not exclusive to black men or any i'm not saying any of that but you know i care about black people i care about black women i care about black men i care about black families i care about our kids i can't look at this shit and then just go oh well uh it's no big deal just par for the course um you know so yeah that's why it comes up but women are the emotional ones though i don't know how that all all this shit is emotional all this stems from some form of foundation of emotion yeah i don't know how that still gets propagated in 2017 men doing all this violence and women are the ones that are the emotional and y'all arguing from emotional place and all this shit we see that all the time like look at how half the time when you see these dudes giving advice to women that fashion themselves to be some type of love girl and shit it always starts with because women are emotional and men are logical it's like but they not though men not logical we're, we're really not like we we can stop blowing ourselves for a little bit and take a step back and be like yo we do a lot of harmful shit and couch it in emotion but we but we try to call it something else you know violently attacking your family and shit that's something that's pretty much exclusive to us come on like we can't then go but we're the reasonable ones you know like when is violence not emotional when are we gonna stop it's it's stemming from an emotion be it anger be it sadness be it depression whatever it is it's stemming from and somewhere emotional actions like that just don't magically appear it's coming it has a source yeah and i think also the thing is with with men the denial of emotion isn't right isn't doesn't mean you don't have emotions Mm -mm. just because you are like i won't let myself cry well if that ultimately culminates and you hit somebody you're still just as violent you're still just as emotional you just channeled it into the emotions you feel and the out and the uh you you challenged it into lashing out in the way that you feel the most comfortable so you would i'd rather a nigga cry than put his hands on somebody to right. be honest come on like i'm not gonna judge you for crying Mm-mm. 
compared to you know you going and killing somebody or some shit catching the case going to jail putting yourselves in the hands of the police you know rather than us sitting around and blaming women for calling the police on us for being violent and go why are you gonna put a black man in the system how about instead of that you don't do it in the first place why don't you go somewhere and cry and get that shit up out of you and then you can go you know be a productive person like i a lot of times i think uh people look at me and see like my advocacy of like oh this dude just loves black women and black people so much and uh lgbtq people and all this shit and and, you know i do have a lot of love but also that's self-love too like if we don't allow ourselves as black men to be full-fleshed emotional human beings like the full spectrum of what a human being is we are wasting our existence on this earth you know it feels like so much of what has happened to us and so much of what the way we get funneled it's like you can't cry you can't be too happy don't smile in your pictures you can't talk to your boys you can't be sad you can't be too sad you can't love nobody you can't you know like it's it's all these like very strict like uh expressions that men that we as men get to have like you can be mad about a sports game but you can't be mad that um uh you can't be mad about um a tv show um you can be mad about um you know what recruit went to what college but you can't be mad that at um uh you know bill cosby uh turned out you know a guy that you really looked up to turned out to be a rapist like you can't like you can't express sadness at that but you can express sadness that your college team lost in the final four it's 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 you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's weird because somewhere that emotion got to be going somewhere right. that repression got to be going somewhere that energy that is created doesn't dissipate you know what i mean energy just changes forms energy is constant so and i know it's emotional energy but it's still energy to me so yes, it feels it like when we pin that shit up it just it it busts out and that's why you have these violent confrontations that's why you have people injuring and hurting their loved ones that's why you have um you know uh the hyper masculinity that leads to people being rapists and shit mm-hmm. i think all that shit is connected to the to this denial of our true selves and who we really are and trying to fit into these molds that many of us do not belong in and shouldn't be and shouldn't even be aspiring to the things that we call what an alpha male is the things that we call oh i'm a predator i got to hunt these all that kind of shit is all really restrictive boxes that we put ourselves in and we get trapped in this fucking box of like this is the only thing that defines what a man is and i and when i see people like that i'm like that that's a that's the danger of that box and so i want to see as many black men as possible get out of that shit we shouldn't be afraid to cry we shouldn't be afraid to be emotional we shouldn't be afraid to love we shouldn't be afraid to express joy we should like a lot of that stuff um we need um that's why you see like sometimes it they'll be quote unquote overrated but you see like the promotion of people like chance the rapper because it's not that chance the rapper is just transformational generational once in a lifetime leader what he is just a kid that's smiling and seems to be enjoying shit despite whatever life is throwing at him and we just don't see it a lot you know like think about all over all of the figures in our lives sports figures hip-hop figures all the shit how many times do we really get to see them cut loose be free and just we get and we can celebrate it we don't have to mock them we don't have to put them back in a box you know when fucking um 
odell beckham jr is out dancing with his boys at the club the first thing we got to do is go back in the box like is he gay uh how you gonna be a nfl player dancing like that man where the hoes at like we have to put him in a box we can't possibly have a dude that's just like man i go out dance without dance with my fellas we party uh like we're not sitting around worried about who gay who's straight or whatever we just having fun for a night smiling taking pictures and shit like that there's like we always have to then to put that box on them and be like but it's because of this that he's that way we can't just be like it's because he's odell beckham jr and that's his own unique individual self and that's what he does when he goes out like we have to put him back into a box uh so i worry about that shit when i see st- stories like this I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? I saw, I saw you was going to say something. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm good. I was going to say, it's particularly, um, you're talking about like these range of emotions, particularly love, because it's funny how I can love my favorite XYZ sports teams, but I can't love these hoes and tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, I can show that emotion and that passionate, and I can have an unwavering love, but I can't love my baby mama. <laughs> right. You know, I can't, you know, I can love the children we produced, but I can't love the woman that makes the children. I, I won't dare respect her. Every year, they show the Jim Valvano speech where he talks about, because, uh, you know, he died from cancer and they had a Jimmy V tournament every year. Every year they show that speech. And every year I see men be like, I cried. Uh, this is such a great speech. Uh, he, This is such great advice because he was like, you need to laugh every day. You need to cry every day. You need to think every day. Um, all that stuff. And it seemed like as soon as that shit's off TV, right back to the box. Right, because the truth is, they don't mean it. Because the thing is, I'm, and I'm, I know I'm on the outside looking in, and this is maybe from a woman's perspective. I feel like this men that are full fleshed out, like men that go through all range of emotions, aren't really concerned about what defines masculinity, are very open with their happiness, their joy, their pain, their fears with their family and their loved ones, a lot of those men end up having more fulfilling lives, in my opinion. They end up getting to know their children and their great-grandchildren better. They have better relationships with their wives because a lot of particularly old, well, I know I'm I'm black, so I'm saying particularly a lot of older black men, a lot of them that have been in my life, a lot of times I don't know them because they, 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 they are so shut offish. Right. You know, they're almost like, well, you don't talk to grandpa, you don't talk to pop pop. And every time you get in their presence, it's just something mean and bitter coming that's, out of them. That's what being a man is, quote, quote unquote. And, and for the record, I'm not even saying this is a societal issue. Correct. Like this isn't even me being like, man, we need to do better. I'm saying society Right. puts men into these boxes this isn't just men doing it like at this point women have been indoctrinated into believing that this shit makes people less masculine too you know you'll see the um like i think it's first of all i think it's healthy to have jokes i think um i think when i see people joking on this stuff i actually think it's kind of what we need to do to take around some of the intensity around some of the stereotypes and things that we have but in general I you do see the mocking of Cam Newton in his romper. You do see the mocking of Odell Beckham Jr. dancing. You do see the mocking of Russell Westbrook and them goddamn Capri pants. Like I, I don't keep in mind. I'm what I'm saying here is I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like it we do need to take down the tension with that shit. Like it's it shouldn't just be like 
a like i see also people trying to have serious discussion like what are they the emasculation of the black man and shit and i'm like that that's what you went with uh that's what you went with russell westbrook bought some pants Mm -hmm. you went with the emasculation of the black man he couldn't just like them pants he couldn't just think want to be fashion forward he couldn't be representing just russell westbrook it happened to all black men now we all got to go outside and purchase our capri pants like it's that kind of shit too but i'm saying it's still indoctrinated with everyone you know i've seen women that you know women that you know seem to be pretty forward thinking and whatnot but will still be like if a nigga cry in front of me i don't don't want no bitch i mean it can't be two of us crying and it's like that's your prerogative that's fine but understand your prerogative is informed by this societal shit all of our prerogatives are and the thing (laughs) and put like this and maybe it's just me i'd rather have both of us crying trying to figure this shit out because the thing is it's a whole lot of pressure on men to have answers i'm gonna keep it real and people don't want to admit this men are pressured to always have an answer my wife having a problem i gotta have an answer baby to fix it or find out an answer if if something happens to my kids i gotta baby to have an answer you don't have the answer to everything you cannot fix everything and it's one of these things where because that's quote-unquote drilled in the masculinity is that you always got to have and it can be very stressful why not have both of us cry get our get, get our thoughts together figure it out and solve the problem versus you not crying you not you not talking you 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 shutting people out a lot of times problems don't get resolved because you have to collaborate you know because it's funny how when it comes to collaboration in the business world men are all about that collaboration let's figure it out put our head together think tanks you know let's let's solve this problem but when it comes to the everyday family like we ain't about that collaboration but you and your mate or you and whoever your significant other is y'all a business figure the shit out together it's not a one-man thing yep i think that's a big part of it because and like i said i get it like there are different things for 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 what we define manhood as that you know and like i said we're all participating in it like the you you can find the most progressive forward-thinking woman and it's she still you know it's gonna be like hey nigga i i don't kill the spiders around here you knew you know the rules (laughs) you know what i mean like like i'm not trying to like shame anybody i'm just saying overall it can't be healthy for us to live lives this way and when i see these stories one of the things i often think about is how many men walk around like this and then victimize these women um because ultimately men are responsible for this problem and for fixing it and the people that are often left in the wakes of this are dead women uh dead children uh dead family members co-workers and it's and and it's a problem for us to fix and part of that is changing what we define as manhood uh societally you know yeah and um and also to piggyback on that a lot of times uh men that are more fleshed out a lot of times have less health issues because a lot of times heart attack and stroke and high blood pressure a lot of these things come from you not letting things out because like you said energy constantly churns and it constantly goes 
and if you don't let it out it's going to sit internally and eventually it's going to come out in other ways let's say you don't beat your woman let's say you don't yell and scream let's let's say you don't have those outbursts you hold it inside well guess what your body can only handle but so much energy inside of it has to let it out so internally you know all of a sudden your cholesterol goes up all of a sudden your heart rate goes up all of a sudden your blood pressure goes up and nobody knows why you've got to you have to have these outlets yep uh those two people that choked out well the husband of the deputy choked out uh has a hispanic man in a parking lot of denny's they've both um been indicted by a grand jury in the death of uh that man so you know that just means they will go to trial basically for uh his death we'll Um, see where it goes from there obviously we'll see yeah obviously we'll see where it goes from there i can't say you know i think she may already be off duty now for that um which once again not a surprise but you know tell me the woman that stood in front right yeah because it was her husband and she ran interference um while this happened and she should be charged don't give a fuck if you're on duty or off duty you should have been stopping him that's your job right you took an oath baby the oath don't only happen when you're on the clock right um let's see what else happened uh was there anything else i want to cover i guess we can move into some other shit i guess um yeah some of this can wait all right yeah yeah all right let's go to uh fucking with black people let me find my fucking with black people music We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to a hundred. Intervals twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. That's right. Everybody is back again. Um, <laughs> let's see. I guess we can start where everybody figured uh they wanted to start um and that's with uh ice cube going on bill marshall you know um i did say that uh we would probably end up playing the clip today um this is another reason i didn't get mad at people for watching it or not watching it because i'm like everybody always sees it the same way a fucking clip floating around like i don't know people that really watch it live anymore Mm -mm. like that um anyways uh ice cube went on there and according to this article he didn't hold back uh and let bill maher you know have it um for his uh you know his uh comments like this is only like a couple oh is this the whole panel nope nope this is only 50 seconds of it i don't know maybe this is the only 50 seconds we need i don't know i saw like a transcript of the whole thing and it couldn't have taken just 50 seconds but um i don't know i'll play it anyway where's uh what a video at did i not go up far enough oh here it is okay um and let me rewind it and did you think that it was cool to say that you know i i just that's one question i just explained it, it, it there was no thought put into it obviously i was telling dr dyson comedians they react and it was wrong, and I apologized. And, you know, I, more than that, I can't do. I accept your apology. But 
I still think we need to get to the root of you know why they they clap <laughs> that's all they that's After i, I that, said they, this they toned out i said this on the show and i mean it's it's amazing to be so right about this shit all the time but it also kind of sucks um but i said this on the show the only thing that the black people in this situation can do is give the white people in the audience permission to keep liking bill maher and that's all they're here for they don't give a fuck what ice cube has to say after he says i accept your apology they're like oh he not like think about most of the headlines around this kareem abdul jabbar um al franken uh michael eric dicer everybody said the same thing bill maher is not a racist because that's the extent of it if, if we don't label him a racist i can continue to support and listen to this dude and i don't feel guilty about it you know that's it I, everyone has to come out get all the wagons circled together and say this dude's not a racist beyond that nobody gives a fuck they they just have to be like up oh, and there's nothing else he can work on there's no other issues he has there's nothing uh fucked up about his views there's nothing that could be racist about that the way he feels about islam there nope only thing was he said a house nigga joke one time that's it uh anyway of the psyche because i think it's a lot of guys out there who cross the line because they a little too familiar or they think they too familiar or it's guys that you know you might have a black girlfriend or two that made them some kool-aid every now and then and they think they can cross the line and they can't mm. so uh that's weird they cut that clip off right there hmm. why now i want to see the whole thing uh plus i heard simone sanders you know what i'm gonna go find a whole clip give me a second guys uh because i don't think that's enough um to really judge that full conversation um and it seems like it's kind of cut to specifically be like um they just want the apology yeah so hey he forgave him and he said he he said hey man uh just because you got black girlfriends you can't do this and it's like yeah that's 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 one way to look at it all right right, let me see get to this uh get to the part where she come where they come out and let me move this see if i can put it on screen to promote an album i know you also want to talk about my transgression what do you want to do first (laughs) i knew you was gonna fuck up sooner or later i did i did i did i love your show you got a great show thank you you know uh but you be bucking up against that line a little bit you know you got a lot of black jokes you know what i'm saying you do well in against racists uh not yes uh Sometimes you sound like a redneck trucker. Up no, here, I don't. Up here. Yes, you do. Now that yes, I gotta, you do. No, I don't. That yes, I got to push back on. All right. It's my opinion. Okay, it is. My, my thing I've is never this. heard that opinion before. But. My thing is this, you know. Now, see, that's, but see, that shit where he's like, Obama need to be black like this, and uh, Wayne Brady's not a real black man and shit like that. That is the, you know, the same type of racism and shit that, that comes from the right uh, in a lot of cases, where it's like, uh i the, the real black man and to be real black you have to be a aggressive hypersexualized hypermasculine angry stereotype now look that's also a comedic trope that is used often uh all the time by 
all kinds of people that i'm not i'm not saying he's alone in that but that's what ice cube was talking about when he was like sometimes he sound like a redneck trucker he wasn't saying that didn't just come out of nowhere you know and i'm cool with you i like your show to be honest um i just want to know two questions what made you think that it was cool to say that you know i i just that's one question i just explained it, it, it there was no thought put into it. Obviously, I was telling Dr. Dyson, comedians, they react. And it was wrong, and I apologized. And, Pause it. You know, I, more than that, I can't do But you wasn't talking to a fucking comedian. You was talking to a politician? Yeah, that wasn't... I mean, his jo- I guess his thing is like, I'm just here to make everything funny. Which I think he gets to vacillate back and forth between. I mean, we do it. Yeah, we do. You know what I mean? We'll talk about something. We talk about titties at the beach, and then we also talk about uh, domestic violence and hypermasculinity mm-hmm. uh, affecting, you know, uh, black the black uh, community. So I understand that not everything's going to be serious. I think he's a, he takes it a little bit more towards a joking part uh, sometimes to get through a conversation and to move to the next you know the next topic because he got an hour that's understandable so i i i mean i'm not knocking like that joke's just not that good you know um which is always weird to me because comedians will defend the attempt no matter what you know like most comedians would just be like he was trying to make a joke and it's like well there's a reason that you pay for certain jokes and you don't pay motherfuckers for other ones you know some ain't good i accept your apology but i still think we need to get to the root of the psyche because i think it's a lot of guys out there who cross the line because they a little too familiar or they think they too familiar or it's guys that you know they might have a black girlfriend or two that made them some kool-aid every now and then and they think they can cross the line and they can't you know it's a word that has been used against us it's like a knife man and you can use it as a weapon or you can use it as a tool. It's been used as a weapon against us by white people. And we're not going to let that happen again by nobody because it's not cool. It, now, I know you heard it's in, the, it's in the lexicon, everybody talking, but that's our word now. That's our word now. And you can't have it back. I know they're trying to get it back. It's guy, and I'm not talking about you, yeah, Bill. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not talking about you, Bill. Okay. But I'm talking about guys who cross the line every day because they got some black homies. They got some friends. They think it's cool. And it's not cool because. Yeah, I think it's interesting he had to disassociate Bill Maher from this part to be like, I'm not even talking about you because he knew Bill wanted to interrupt and be like, that not me you know what i mean uh because he does have that type of exceptionalism around himself where it's like uh i'm not islamophobic the way the right is islamophobic uh come on guys i'm i'm, I'm a good guy here you know because when i hear my homie say it it don't feel like venom when i hear a white person say it it feel like that knife stabbing me even if they don't mean it so you know i like your show and it's a great show and I just don't know sometimes is this a political show or is it a show about jokes and sometimes it's sometimes both. the jokes i know i understand the, the format and you know you guys say it's a comedian show but this to me is a political show 
And I think you just have to uh, not step on some of the political messages that you're saying with a joke. Because some things just ain't funny, you know what I mean? Some This is real right here I, I, that we're going through. And I'm, I'm not trying to get on your case, Bill. I'm telling you, I like your show, I like you. But I think this is a teachable moment, not just to you, but to the people that's watching right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because a lot of them niggas are the same ones clapping. Karen, let me know when we get to 120, though. I need you to watch it for me, because we're going to be getting up close to the break. Okay. Um, all right. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm but not I, I think the people watching right now are, are saying that point has been made. Not by me. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, man. But you, but you made it. I, mean, I made it. I made it. I mean, I'm done. I mean, and we can laugh now. We can tell jokes. Okay. Would you like to? I mean, I agree with what Ice Cube said. Now, this is Simone Sanders, who worked for uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, and then eventually got blamed for switching sides to Hillary when Bernie Sanders lost. Like, she was just supposed to go home, stop existing, and come back. Her career was supposed to end. Right. Come what on. what minute mark we at? On uh, 1, uh, 1951. Okay, so you was literally going to wait to the one. To the oh, because it, because it goes over a little bit. Yeah, just like a minute. Uh, we'll come right back, guys. I, I'm going to pause it and come right back. Just give me a second. My bad, y'all. <laughs> no. Oh, you you following the structure to the T. He said 120. I was going to let it tick on. You was over there counting down. 10, I, I was. 9, 8, uh, like look here mama said 120 i'm gonna I'm call that 120 <laughs> uh all right let's, but i i, I really want to hear what simone said to okay. be honest yeah because what she said is very important and uh yeah like you said it's, it's funny particularly people that are in that political atmosphere they change uh all the time like they can't not get paid and not eat just because of somebody lost and won yeah yeah that's those bernie sicker fans that that sticks that got on her like that but uh the reason i want to hear what she said because one she's you know black woman there um she is in a political realm where you know um it seems like uh ice cube is showing up in a you know it's an entertainment thing he's promoting like a movie or a book or something right uh i do want to see um what what her approach is all right and what the response is because another reason i'm keeping my eye on is in a lot of these cases when it comes to white people that violate the game they will circumvent black women and go straight to black men to hear their this discussion of course because we don't matter right not only do y'all not matter but y'all also don't y'all don't tolerate a lot of bullshit no we there's do no not. there's no camaraderie in the privilege uh that you know we as men will can bond with white with privilege in a way that i think sometimes black women don't or they refuse to or they just see the bullshit coming and they're just like here we go and they don't give you the easy out because it's like i i i I, there's nothing you can do for me that i don't already you know see as full of shit um so uh like when uh i haven't seen the interview yet but i've seen this picture floating around of like uh Katy Perry doing an interview with DeRay and people were like now you know if she would have did an interview with a black woman would have been different you know when um Lena Dunham and Amy Schumer did that they said all that bullshit on social media dealing with race and black women been calling them out for years and who they go do the interview with a black man like there, there is a pattern there is a circumventing of black women when it comes to these 
uh violations of the game from white people so yeah because one of the things like you said uh when it comes to black women like you say because we've dealt with the same thing black men has dealt with when it comes to this and more mm-hmm. and so we're more aware and alert and no we're not putting up with white men shit and we definitely not putting up with white women shit like that camaraderie is not a camaraderie and like we we yeah we're the same sex but we not on we don't have the same agendas yeah i just want to see what his response is but furthermore i also think it's about the context in which the joke was made like we know you apologize but in the context you were you essentially by referring to yourself as a house anything you tended to whitewash who was really enslaved in the house you know as a white person in america you would have been the master the slave owner not someone enslaved in the house and it was mostly black women who were enslaved in the house who were raped who were beaten daily day in and day out they endured physical and mental abuse and so for a lot of people in america that was like a slap in the face to black america particularly to black women and so i'm with ice cube and dr dyson this is a teachable moment and in this teachable moment we have to talk about just educating and taking it farther look this is on the backdrop we are two years shy of the 400th anniversary of the first 20 african people being brought to this continent as slaves we this is on the backdrop of confederate monuments of the confederacy being taken down from charlottesville virginia to new orleans louisiana and people protesting about it we gotta fight white folks on taking down the statues of the confederacy this is on the backdrop of right here in la not two weeks ago when lebron james was called the n-word one of the most powerful um, people and most known people in the world. And so I, it's a teachable moment for everyone to understand that it is more than just a word. Black people are literally fighting the systems of white supremacy and institutionalized racism every single day. And we, every single day. And for some, for some people, it does not matter how much money we make, what job we do. I have, I was literally on the campaign trail with Bernie Sanders. I was attempted to be yanked out of the entourage for no other reason except I was a black woman walking with Bernie. That is an issue. And so we have to remember that uh, we still have some work to do and we still got some farther places to go. Maybe we need to take a group field trip on down to the <laughs> National Museum of African American History and Culture. We're going right. to just do it because to put some some visuals to the things that we're talking can I, can about. I, can, I, can, we, can we plug your record before we run out yeah, of Yeah, yeah, let's plug the record, man. Let's do it. Okay that yeah because they because okay, am i am i driven no because they did not want to address the shit that she said because she was spitting that real shit she was like you 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 saying all this shit and it's more to you just saying that you a house nigga is is context of what you're saying so she says all that for him to go well fuck you bitch all right ask you what about your album that's exactly what it's he didn't address her he didn't he didn't come back at it like he was willing to go back and forth with ice cube right right am i the only one he was about to interrupt him and be like hey let's have a manly conversation right i mean he didn't want to address her because she was he didn't and on top of that he didn't have a fucking rebuttal and you couldn't make a fucking joke off of it i you can't make a joke off what she said you can't come back with a witty punchline like like she says that and what are you gonna do just stare at her yeah he had to change the subject or either address what she said yeah because she was addressing a deeper level to the shit beyond just whether you're a racist or not and whether i forgive you and i honestly think that like i said that's what the conversation was designed to be it was gonna be the whole time was yeah all right black people come on tell people that i fucked up but i'm not racist and then we'll all move on you know i'll be uncomfortable for a few minutes on national tv 
i you know uh and i'm sure that a person that like bill maher you gotta have a huge ego i mean to do what he does i don't think it's possible to be like this humble ass person like at this point um and especially the way he does it you know the very like smug uh dismissive type shit Mm -hmm you know this all is uncomfortable this is why people don't like learning in front of people they don't like fucking up in front of people and she basically called him out she called him yeah. out which is what he did wrong he wanted people to go we forgive you bill ha 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 yeah just to laugh it off and he couldn't do nothing with that Mm-mm. and i think he tuned out from the second she's probably said systemic he probably was like oh ain't got nothing to do with me i yeah, he didn't want to interrupt her because he know he looked terrible right it's a great record it is a great record it was a great record 25 years ago it's been re-released with three new songs yeah um so the injustice that you were shining a light on 25 years ago what is your assessment of progress in that 25 years the only thing changed really is the calendar Mm -hmm. um you know what has changed though you know to be honest is the scrutiny of law enforcement you know before before nwa and before we did fuck the police then what happened was the police could do no wrong if they saw you in court and they pointed you out you were guilty you know after that song and after rodney king you know you saw the police being uh more scrutiny uh they're they're on trial now for for their conduct and we're getting real to the bottom of some of this it's slow justice but okay yeah looking at the rest of this clip you can kind of like preview it she don't speak again nope because so that was it right because she was spitting some real shit nobody nobody on that panel was ready for not a nice cube mm-hmm. and it's when his things go this and, and he says it's a political show is it though because she's basically the only political professional on that show let's keep that real there was that actually talked i don't know about the multi-white men but she was the one that talking that actually had a political background mm-hmm. and they didn't really want to have a conversation with her because she'd probably drop stats and statistics and shit like that and they couldn't have poked fun and made a joke out of it yeah and she's not just there to promote an no album. Mm-mm, mm-mm. and you know what and also it's one of the things too well let's keep it real being a woman and you brought it up she ain't coming no smiles she ain't coming there kicking she ain't coming there trying to be your pal she ain't coming there trying to be your friend she was like look motherfucker these are the facts and that's it and yeah. that's one reason why a lot of times they don't fuck with black women and don't invite black women on shit because they go no 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 we can't have you making shit shit, shit serious but we, motherfucker we die because of this bullshit we die in the goddamn streets and you won't make a motherfucking joke about it yeah i mean like i said i i've consistently uh the problem to me was not the joke i don't think bill maher's joke or the racism i don't even think that's it i i'm really more intrigued by the people that found a way to make it about defending him everything else didn't matter like just him making that joke and people not thinking it's funny it goes back to the same shit i started with the Chappelle thing some people don't think that flint shit is funny what they got to think it's funny because you a good person no you know even if you turn around and do give money they don't have to think that shit was funny Mm-mm. that's that's never the the case in my that's never really the discussion that we had the defense of it is interesting you know like i was never going y'all y'all trying to come for dave Chappelle? y'all gonna get his special counsel like i was like no he fucked he said a joke and he better stand behind it or not like 
that has nothing to do with me you know i wonder why it's not that way for bill maher that's my question a lot we see a lot of people kind of left to stand for themselves with a lot of this shit and we don't see all that y'all better not ever come for him and he just he or he trying to help we don't get that with everybody you know and in his case what was he trying to help i don't even understand the point so um you know anyway sounds like the conversation went like i thought it would really um that the way he did Simone Sanders is really the worst part of that and I understand there's time constraints and you want to promote this album but you could have at least given some sort of response to what she said you know um, and like you said you could you, you you could see his mind zoning out the whole time she was talking yeah he wasn't thinking about no none of that shit she said that sounded like work for him to do and Come he was on. like uh I'm good uh and uh be yeah I on. did notice the the lip color was was on fleek i think we all did guys okay mm-hmm. i think we all she served him a, a nice piece of shade pie while also uh looking magnificent so we we all saw it okay uh <laughs> the chat room has been going off about her lips for, for you know i didn't want to i didn't want to just she, she was giving him some shoulder business look i just didn't want to be one of the people that you know a, a, a woman just happens to say something intelligent and 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 uh concise and and incisive and all this shit and then the first thing a man says afterward is man she was looking good to the motherfucker so i don't want to be that 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 scumbag but everybody was thinking it everybody was sitting around thinking like what mm, what color lips that whoo she killing it tonight uh anyway zero to a hundred. Oh, a hundred yeah i think i'll give it yeah to be honest probably like a 50 i don't feel that fucked with by any of this shit because like i said my only problem with this whole scenario has been people coming out the woodwork to hop in front of him the idea of whether he's a racist or not is so it doesn't matter you know i wish people if people understood how prevalent racism is within all of us and within society i think they'd stop feeling so bad about the stigma of being label the races and try to do something about right the, the effect of racism on everyone i think that's the point we need to be like quibbling over which pinning the tail on the races is is probably the least productive part of this whole thing you know like it don't take much for me to be like yeah that dude's probably racist now what you know what i mean like and if you don't recognize in yourself then how you gonna help you know it's like if someone said uh you know it's like if i said i'm not a sexist that's impossible look at the society i was born into it's it's literally impossible for me to not to have any sexist thoughts or uh any of that shit it's impossible for me not to have misogyny it's impossible like so trying to vet myself and prove that hey i'm not homophobic in the least not at all like trying to prove that shit is pointless because what would would it have even if you could prove it what would that how would that improve anybody's situation other than your rep so yeah it just it just seems like we people got stuck on the is he or is he not racist and that's where everybody started the discussion and i was like we need to go way past that to yes he's racist but what is the impact of his racism and can he change it and i don't think anything's gonna be changed from it i, I think that's the exact conversation i thought would take place he felt bad for about four minutes and on national tv and then he'll move on next week won't even need to talk about it probably be making jokes about black people shit again right uh so yeah 50 for me um 
cincinnati only i think i would have gave and i also had to leave some room for error because i think i would have gave him 100 if he would have came back and been like um nigga 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 i don't apologize fuck you black people ah, ha, ha, take a joke that's when i would have been like oh okay yep that's about the that's the hundred that's what i thought he was gonna do you know like that type of shit um and shout out to all the countless white people that harassed me on social media over the last uh few days calling me nigga and shit mm-hmm. um while trying to say that bill maher is not racist uh, i don't know how y'all reconcile that shit but um uh, that that happened to me a lot you know i was looking at my uh my mentions the whole time uh the the last couple weeks just like oh my god it's coming out of her i can call my father jesus jesus how i I love love him and trust him i that's how i was looking at my mentions all like you a nigger nigger get get over it nigger and shit like that i was like if you think that's proven that you're not racist i don't know what to tell you it's just a word nigger then why are you rushing around trying to call people that that's i don't understand <laughs> some tough love huh it's like making me smoke cigarettes i'm gonna stop being affected by it because you call me nigger a hundred times so weird yeah. uh all right uh cincinnati treehouse bar responds to racism claims uh a new hot spot and over the rhine uh is responding to allegations of discrimination after getting caught up in a social media firestorm the treehouse patio bar on sycamore street opened two weeks ago damn already racist <laughs> Two whole week, 14 days don't you gotta give it a little bit before you, you, you go full racist on them in that time several reviews have been posted on the bar's facebook accusing it of turning dozens of people away for wearing what they call urban clothing zach morris costa co-owner did confirm in a news release that the bar has a dress code that includes no white shirts uh no white t-shirts bat- sagging pants basketball shorts or oversized necklaces he says someone with the oversized necklace was once turned away and he believes that is where the controversy started after the facebook review surfaced someone employed by the bar began responding to them in a disrespectful manner and was fired okay so the employee made it even worse the bar owner says it will never employ anyone with racist or hateful ideals and are deeply saddened at the situation on social media ever occurred i don't see i want to see the messages now because i feel like people was like yo this bar is racist like you, you take your black ass away and then they was like we're not racist though we fire him no nothing to see here anyway no urban clothes mm-hmm. what does your staff look like they added everyone is welcome at the treehouse patio bar we will do our very best to protect the individualism of our guests and create a safe and secure positive environment for everyone who yeah. would like to enjoy our innovative venue i don't believe you because the thing about these dress code policies is always some quote-unquote shit you think niggas is wearing even mm-hmm. though a lot of white people wear the same shit too it can bring their asses in there yeah the worst ones are when uh you walk in and uh you well you walk in and the motherfuckers are like uh yeah so uh i see a white dude wearing nikes and basketball shorts and a big ass oversized chain yeah yeah that's against the dress code you guys can't come in black people uh damn this shit already got a two-star review uh, on facebook mm-hmm. i hope they shut i hope they close 19 reviews um yelp we're good with these fuck-ass racist policies yeah i don't i don't even know 
yeah i mean the, I, my problem is always the execution anyway right like the policy itself i i don't really give a fuck about but i always see them violate the policy for white people and i right i had friends that were bouncers that i talked to and they were straight up like yeah they told us don't let no black people in you know so i mean what i'm supposed to say uh i went here had no problems one this is a one-star review on yelp went here had no problems getting in however my style of clothes is what they hope for a patron at their bar my issue came with the bar no menu no specials no happy hour whatever i was there my wife ordered moscow mule please no ginger beer okay white white claw it is six dollars whatever i ordered my friend i a couple bullet cokes followed by those beer reader slushies bar tab about sixty dollars i have money so whatever paid but i like that humble brag but pay paid but was still terrible the swings make it so hard to get a drink unless they're your own one that's stupid and it's not a treehouse bar it's a bar under trees uh could have had a cooler aesthetic than it does but a no girls allowed sign put a no girls allowed sign somewhere or something that says three house uh this dude went real technical with his <laughs> it sounds like this place sucks anyway another person said the drinks are way overpriced not enough seating at all worst play thing about this place they discriminate against who they let in the bar can you even believe that in otr in the eclectic downtown neighborhood they had a nerd to turn good people away due to dressing too urban this is an outdoor casual bar not even a ritzy nightclub how stupid i could i cannot stand businesses that discriminate against people a few of the individuals that they turn away are great people and by no means scary if people were afraid of being downtown with all the different demographics they would have been they wouldn't be at an otr uh in otr this place better get it together or they will continue to lose business yeah that was a woke ass white person right there mm-hmm. they turned our neighbors away okay they are good people i see human beings when i look at them okay i don't see colors or anything i know tyrone is black because he has a huge penis okay that's how i know i don't see <laughs> it doesn't matter to me uh zero to a hundred karen oh uh zero well a hundred for the people but uh zero for the people that are leaving them one stars yeah okay uh i think i give it oh man i'm gonna give it a hundred because not because of the initial infraction y'all had a racist employee on the page defending it y'all the messages ain't make the article somehow like i want to know what they were saying because y'all they gonna act like that's not the company culture they felt empowered to go on y'all facebook page representing y'all company and say that shit hmm thought the person with the login right we would never employ a racist we just tell them not to do that uh accused racist lee garrett reveals how he got cast on a bachelorette 2017 i remember we covered this dude last week i believe uh or maybe two weeks ago wherever we had nick Ju on right and uh lee garrett is a contestant on the bachelorette he's a white dude that is a pro-trump supporter and he's trying to get rachel Lindsay's uh heart and affections but his history got uncovered and uh on social media and uh, a lot of shit was you know got pulled you know his car got pulled well apparently um viewers watched as lee warned rachel about fellow cast member eric bigger 
um as he walked in on the black contestant in a heated argument with another season 13 contestant the nashville native shit talking as he worded it to the cameras was all around eric raising his voice which he says frightened him somehow it uh worked on the bachelorette and she then questioned her former front runner's intention leading him to get into an even bigger confrontation with lee while all of this is part of the course on the bachelor season this face-off has been had much more of a racial undertone than in previous years even the sneak peek at the next episode uh shows the drama picking back up with lee causing drama with another black contestant kenny king lane calling him aggressive so like they literally put a like a racist troll in there to, to make the black dudes get mad and then be like look at these angry black people ha 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 when you call him aggressive there's a long-standing history of the word regarded black men as aggressive to justify a lot of other things contested will gaskin who's also black schools um while it's good to see the issue will be addressed in some way during the show we're still wondering why fans or other contestants are being exposed to lee in the first place though franchise host chris harrison maintains the production was not aware of the offensive tweets from lee's now private twitter account many are unconvinced Mm, you don't say casting for the show is known to be quite thorough with a number of pre-interviews background checks psych evaluations and more oh y'all knew this then why wouldn't they look at social media history uh then we may not get a direct answer to that though the hollywood reporter does have some intel on how the 30 year old ended on the show the southern fellow reveals a publication that that he was approached by the show uh which uh happens all the time but basically um they approach the guys and go we think you would be good on the bachelorette uh he said that he really hadn't thought that he would do us do the bachelorette he had never even watched the show before then he watched last season and saw rachel and um was like uh okay i'll i'll be on the show and i like i first he said i'll give the show a try before knowing who was gonna win then he watched the season and saw that the black group woman won and was like you know then it was a problem no no he was he was like basically like she's special you know um oh she's special snowflake okay they asked me they said if i was still interested i said absolutely they asked me what i thought i said i've been watching and that rachel was probably the classiest girl on the season and it was something else uh after that he said he started really paying attention to her and trying to learn things about her uh in the interview done before the show premiere he told thr he thinks he will stand out with the dallas girl because he's country to the bone and has manners i'm the yes ma'am no ma'am guy he, he he reasons i'm the kind of guy to open the door for a girl and try to be polite if she likes that kind of stuff i think that will make me stand out um yeah he's certainly standing out now but for different reasons and they got some of his tweets what's the difference between the NAACP and the kkk wait for it one has a sense of shame to cover the racist faces um so yep uh zero to 100 karen Oh, he get a one hundred. Yeah, he he in like my permanent hundred dog, and and not just and him, but that too. right the show. the show, the bachelor bachelorette. Y'all trash. knew, y'all, y'all combined, knew. yeah. Try to act like y'all didn't know. Y'all knew. Mm-hmm. Come on, dog. You didn't care. Y'all not. We not stupid, man. Nobody does any shit now without going through people's social media history. You I didn't I, care. I I don't feel like you didn't care. I feel like you did care. He got this because y'all needed a racist troll. Because race is the third rail. It's the most it's the thing that drives so much conversation on tv now it drives so much ratings um it gets so much attention i feel like they said we need to get in on this you know we need to capitalize on the black lives matter era of tv where you know people tune in whether it's to be mad or supportive at race shit black troops are far more likely to face military punishment in every service branch no shit 
yep previously undisclosed data shows vast racial disparities inside the military justice system black service members are 2.6 times more likely to face court martial or disciplinary action protect our defenders a group that advocates for sexual assault victims in the military received the demographic data at the filing the freedom of information act request to each military service branch last year it's information that's not new to the military colonel don christensen says a former chief prosecutor in the u.s air force and the group's president said wednesday these are their numbers they track this information the pentagon did not comment on the specifics of the report it is long-standing department of defense policy that service members must be afforded the opportunity to serve in an environment free from unlawful racial discrimination the department will review any new information concerning implementation of and compliance with this policy once given the opportunity to review the report it's not new information though y'all all tracked the information so y'all had it according to the report from 2006 to 2015 black service members in the u.s air force were 71 percent more likely to face court-martial or other forms of military punishment than white airmen in the army black soldiers are 61 percent more likely to be disciplined than white soldiers in the navy which only provided data from 2014 to 2015 that number is 40 percent christensen said that even as a young captain in 1995 he was aware of the significant disparity in the justice process when it came to black and white airmen more than two decades later the disparities have not improved and there has been uh, not been a real effort by military leaders to address the issue the report stated it's time for congress to demand an outside review by experts not one staffed by generals who will sweep this under the rug question i have is uh in trump's administration would they be looking at this no what's the incentive then no it's gonna get worse it's not from the top down like who's demanding better because i mean i'm sure the soldiers been demanding better the whole time they were getting treated like shit you know y'all fought to get they had to fight just to get the information for what they already knew which is that this shit is racist uh anyway um that's kind of interesting uh zero to a hundred a hundred yeah that's a hundred for me as well guys uh all right let's move into some lighter things i know you guys love this segment coming up it's probably what you guys been sitting on pins and needles just waiting for the whole ah! time um and uh just guessing what's gonna be select what's gonna be today's selection yeah we gotta we gotta talk about uh white people news guys which means we gotta play some white people news music uh for you guys uh let me get it on set up here is it showing on the screen it is all right cool um and just remember you guys are all welcome for this okay no need to thank me but i do appreciate all the thanks that i get yeah i get a lot of thanks on on twitter and stuff and i I appreciate it oh shit double screen Oh yeah, 
you down. talking about you oh yes son i'm talking to you oh yes son i'm talking to you no money oh no i don't want no No rap. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you, Becky. Mm-mm. You no, came through across the buildings. This Becky don't even sound like she American. Uh. Well, you know what? English doesn't have to be your first language for you to do a cover. That's okay. good. Now. Uh. Happens all the time. Uh, I'm sure people really enjoyed that one. Um. Oh, we took it international. Though. We took it international, guys. Okay. The whiteness don't know no bounds. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm uh because y'all were so what? good today i'm gonna skip that y'all man go straight to the good white people news okay we do that y'all's man ah, ah. all right uh i'm sorry for anything i ever did oh shit what happened catty damn perry done forgave longtime pop rival tyler swift as taylor swift has put her music back on streaming platforms hmm. that's right catty perry uh, now she wants to finally end her three-year feud with pop rival taylor swift directional witness worldwide live stream on saturday i'm ready to let it go the 32 year old swish swish songstress told thrive global podcast is ariana huffington before breaking it into breaking in the 2013 disney anthem i forgive i forgive i forgive her and i'm sorry for anything i ever did i hope the same for her right guys the white on white violence can stop the beef is settled we see how long this lasts the thir- how long this truth lasts the 13 time grammy nominee nominee continue i think it's time there are different there are bigger fish to fry and there are real problems in the world you know what i'm saying and i love her and i want the best for her i think she's a fantastic songwriter caddy whose parents are pentecostal pastors went on to bless the 27 year old 10 time grammy went on her journey 
if we both her and i can be representative of strong women that come together despite their differences i think the whole world is going to like yeah well we can do this perry born katherine hudson muse i don't know like maybe i don't agree with everything she does she doesn't agree with everything i do but i just really truly want to come together in a place of love and forgiveness and understanding and compassion you know my question is i wonder if she reached out privately before saying this publicly hmm you know that's a good question because people do that shit too where it's like a public like i forgive you i'm so we are fine i everything's water under the table well, y'all it's have like, not had a conversation yeah like so now you get to look like the bigger person in real life when i'm like fuck that bitch she ain't call me she talking about forgive she just was talking shit last week oh now she over it so i'm over it fuck her forever uh the bond appetite belters we, we will see if this is truthful well you know we really won't because taylor's so snaky she just won't say nothing and then <laughs> still put out another album about fucking your man or something mm-hmm. uh the belters fr- the bon appetit belters frenemy frustration was rehashed yet again because taylor decided to release her entire back catalog to all streaming services the same day as her new record oh all tay tay no you didn't yes yeah, she did and you know she already got that uh thing with at&t where you can go and like basically see everything she's ever done in life uh i don't know why y'all didn't do something with beyonce with a beyonce 24 hour seven day week channel so i can sign up for that but anyway um but yeah so she basically get got it so when people go back all her numbers gonna spike mm-hmm tay tay was out here like uh yeah. oh you put your little album out before you go would you tell miss lower goodbye D- do what now i said tell miss lower goodbye Bye, Miss Laura. Ah! Tay Tay went, went out there and got the, She said, Oh, you put your little album out? Mm hmm. Uh, shake it off. Drop it. Drop it one more time. For all the My people. My house ranking album. All the people that's been thirsting for it for, for, for years now. Damn, that's. Woo! That's petty. That. I'm, I'm gonna make your number suffer. That That's petty as fuck. Ooh, I would have never thought of that. that shit. I was wondering why she put her album, her, her music back on the soul streaming platforms the other day. I was like, it's, it was like a random, like a Friday or something. It didn't even really make sense. It was just back. Yeah, that's been going for years. She wanted to fuck Katy Perry shit up. She's like, you know what? Everybody can have my shit free again. Sorry, yeah. Apple. I gotta be petty. Yeah, I might take it back, but for right now, everybody can listen to it. Right. She's just gonna do it till, till like the first two or three weeks of this album and they'll be like, all right. Right there, her shit gonna disappear again. Uh, you better download to your phone yo this some that is some some cersei at the sep level shit right there catty cats and swifties battle over uh twitter about whether the i don't want to live forever singers move was designed to upstage the release of the buzz cut blonde's fifth studio album witness according to tmz that bad blood stemmed from three of swift's backup dancers quitting her red tour to join perry's prismatic world tour you know what's interesting too um this kind of sounds like caddy don't want no more yeah she telling them problems yeah she don't want she's like god damn i well, you fucking up my album sales taylor's hive i don't know what they call her people the she just said the swifties oh the swift some people call them the swift boats but oh oh so they go around with the uh, uh swift keepers no, i don't know don't, don't, i think that swift jets i think ah! i think they're uh emoticon is a snake ah okay taylor went to complain uh, about straight up enemy pop star in her rolling stone cover interview that september uh she did something so horrible this is what you came for a songwriter said without naming names so she was scared to say them names 
at the time uh i was like oh we're just straight up enemies it wasn't even about a guy it had to do a business she basically tried to sabotage the entire arena tour she tried to hire a bunch of people out from under me so everybody knew it was tay tay mm. mm. i'll tell you what man that's some good white beef that's some great white beef mm-hmm. they took it she down like, oh your little album okay when is this schedule to come out right. okay y'all be sure all my shit go back on right on everything too on all the platforms Tidal, made, right spotify itunes she made all that fucking um noise about people uh you know not paying the artists and all that shit mm-hmm. boy she went she said what bitch you putting your album out okay then oh she put her album out go ahead hit it then go ahead hit it yeah she did say that's what people say that's what people say that's what people say but i keep cruising can't stop won't stop moving got this music in my heart telling me it's gonna be all right shit still knocks i don't it care what does, y'all say don't it, it go hard i know y'all i know we all supposed to be on fuck white women we bad all the time but that that shit is a jam i that beat i'll be in the gym shooting around because the players gonna i hate it when she took that shit off i was like what <laughs> i got to buy apple for this i gotta get <laughs> i gotta go open up my our music account and give you a whole 199 of my coins right because i still need this in my life take take i'm not gonna get your whole album but i'm gonna get this single for sure uh-huh. that shit was a knock y'all can sit up here and lie if you want to shake it off mm-hmm. shake it off like nick Jew chose the wrong time to ban the ship <laughs> you over there fucking with caddy now look at y'all <laughs> talking about the beef over tay tay say it's over it's over when i say it's over oh i heard about your little album release party taylor taylor swift in a room somewhere where that someone came and said did you see the latest taylor swift interview i mean the latest katie perry interview and then like taylor swift sitting in a dark desk with no lights on with the chair turned away from the door so you can just see a silhouette and she's like she's saying that she wants to squash the beef taylor we finally we finally made it there can be peace among the land peace among white women finally the 53 percent can go back to 100 ah! and then she just turned around and was like the beef is never over it's over when i say it's over fuck Katy perry release all the music for free all of it on which platform all of them are, are, are you sure ma'am <laughs> you heard me bitch release it all i had woman confused and working hard she said release it all release it all release it all how white women handle it i don't give a damn how they handle it it's gonna be white women overload on these streets i know i want to hear shake it off coming out of every car <laughs> and you believe you <laughs> me out of every gym put it put 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 it back in the restaurants again on repeat every spin class yeah every ihop dennis and waffle house you know somebody was like thank god oh no the bitch bought it back god damn it 
because when you work at restaurants y'all i don't know if you know this that shit is on repeat you that eight hours a day and you hear this song 50 times i just picked a Katy perry somewhere someone getting the new or someone's like uh what uh katie uh have you seen the returns and she's like what what sure i mean it should i mean nothing else came out really this week yes i i haven't seen them yet but let me see them. i'm sure it's great news <sighs> i don't know how to tell you this before you look at these Mike, are you sitting down? i have to tell you uh taylor swift uh what was taylor you know i actually uh squashed the beat with taylor and i you know i actually feel like we're in a goodly healthy place and let her know it's, it's worse than you can imagine she <laughs> She put out all her music back on all the streaming platforms. You talking about, uh, you know, no, no, you talking about the last oh, album? Oh, certainly you mean the, yes, certainly. Okay. So that was to be expected. 1989 couldn't stay, uh, exclusive to Apple forever. Uh, right. No, not, not just 1989. What? All of the music. All of it. Uh, you mean everything? Everything. Every, everything it's all even um, even her mixtapes what right <laughs> the playlist i didn't know she had mixtapes i didn't either red red is there the deluxe edition the deluxe edition right the deluxe right, edition right. If, if, if she sung vocal on the background and did something with you it's released yes it has enchanted live and haunted live and long live live what from 2011 don't speak don't. now speak now is there speak now is, yes don't 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 pass out on me don't pass out on me she put fearless back and Phyllis Platinum Edition. <laughs> what? Yes! This she, is like that she, scene. I know she didn't put up her all-time hits. What right. all-time hits? I don't know. All of a sudden, there was an all-time hit album that apparently popped up on the same day. She put the self-titled album back for yes! 2005. Yes. The Bad Blood single. Everything is there. Everything's on. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. All the white women everywhere will be playing this. It will be yes. at swim class, at yoga class, at Zumba class. Amazon uh uh it's it's on google play it's oh, every it's google everywhere music, yes. it's ever it's free everywhere you can just I mean, it's just free on the internet if you turn on the yes they will someone will come to your house and drop off a cd yeah, they will. directly into your hands and say from taylor with love with love yes every pair of, of yoga pants will come with a copy mm-hmm. of 1989 yeah they now. get lemon lulus what not the, yes lululemons yes mm-hmm that let me do this like candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to help you. I was trying to pick up for you. Uh, but yeah, so it's the beef is back on. I I, I don't know what. I don't know. I she bet Caddy forgiveness don't don't last that long. Mm-hmm. You know what? She was sitting there like Cersei, sipping on that wine, mm-hmm. watching everything burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, looking at the window. Mm-hmm. Going, she thought she was safe. Yep. Instead of some ominous music in the background, it's just fucking. Just Taylor looking out the window of the castle, watching the sip burn. <laughs> Somewhere Miley Cyrus jumping out the window like Tommen. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> She got everybody panicking. All of a sudden, you hear rumbling from her from her um her building, and I guess they go from building to building to building. And you know, some poor man somewhere going, "Is that Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Is that Shake It Off?" No. Mm-hmm. 
she make you know she laughing at all these all these stupid ass pop star haircuts they getting taylor ain't cutting her hair short she's like mm, stupid ass uh hillary clinton haircut y'all got <laughs> play some give make the music free fuck these girls uh all right um we can't have it all former vogue editor-in-chief alexa alexandra shulman on why she thinks women are setting themselves impossible standards at the helm of fashion's most iconic magazine for 25 years former editor-in-chief in vogue of vogue alexander alexandra shulman is an obvious champion for women with ambition and raising her son as a single mother working uh for 19 years of that time put showman at the forefront of women who juggle career motherhood however despite her credentials the editor says she doesn't believe that women can quote unquote have it all speaking to the sunday telegraph the woman of one the mother of one says she believes that women are overcompensating for their historical limitations showman who lives in queens park london said men can't have it all can't have it all either but maybe they're not trying to i don't know why women have created such impossible standards for themselves maybe it's overcompensating if you've come from being judged basically on your marriage ability and emerged from that through a lot of fighting maybe you think you can do everything but i'm a full believer that you can't she announced that she would be relieving herself of her duties at vogue uk in january this year after 25 years of the magazine in her statement she's uh 59 she admitted it was hard to have find a rational reason to leave but she wanted to experience a different life the 10-year showman who lives in london with her son sam 21 and her partner writer david jenkins at british vogue has now has been marked with various iconic issues of the magazine um nicholas coleridge a managing director of conde nice the magazine's publisher today said alexandra alex has been uh the longest serving and most successful editor of vogue in its 100 year history one of our most famous coups is having the duchess of cambridge kate middleton pose for the june 26 cover after revealing that kate had initially turned down a request to be a vogue cover star um yeah i mean i i i guess uh, it feels like some white shit to me which is why i put it in white people news because i'm like have black women ever bought into that or said that shit like it's always more like self-protection if anything like i don't need a man i can do it by myself but it's always more like because i have to like it doesn't seem like i don't know maybe it's just the pressure put on women to be everything it is. It never. It never really went away. I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like for men, men never had to be everything. Ever. No. It's you, always been like, and then a woman will take care of the rest. Yeah, you're supposed to quote unquote bring home the bacon, and you know, not trying to be funny. It don't go beyond that. Yeah. Well, once women got the right to work and the right to vote and shit, it became like, well, now you're expected to do both of those things and you better not let anything from your home life, uh, fall through. through. Yeah. Yeah, That's unrealistic. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, let's do some guest stories guys. All right. You guys earned it. Well, we'll come back and do some more of these silly stories, uh, tomorrow. I'm sure. Um, it would help if i went back to my guest race music playlist after i add this taylor swift back to my playlist you know what i'm saying y'all shout out to those of us that never actually deleted the playlist they just waited for it to repopulate because i still did. got it on here and it's just show back up magically show move back it to the top again. move it to the top i had it on there till she took it off uh <laughs> oh man anyway 
that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and of course karen plays along with these races uh and uh we'll see who's winning don't forget guess the race is brought to you by loot crate loot crate is a monthly mystery crate filled to the brand with special items and all kinds of knickknacks and goodies uh every month um you definitely want to get this if you're a gamer if you're a geek if you're movie buff just into pop culture if you just want to find a gift for a person that would like this stuff um you can also get three dollars off of any new subscription if you go to lootcrate.com slash tvgwt um and uh you have to sign up by the 19th at 9 p.m pacific time or you won't get it uh in this month they're not telling us what the theme is they're just saying that you will get spider-man transformers the hulk and dc comics in june so uh june loot crate uh sounds like it's gonna be lit crate um so uh you might want to go ahead sign up for it and sign up before the 19th you only have nine more days uh to 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 do that um so you know make sure you guys do it because you know these movies are gonna come out you there's cool t-shirts there's cool um gear you know we've gotten coffee mugs and stuff and they have all kinds of different boxes so you don't have to just sign up for the loot crate um you know box uh for uh yeah and this month the theme is alter ego so yeah you don't just have to sign up for this type of box they have like loot crate pets loot crate anime loot crate gear dx all kinds of stuff so yeah go sign up man it's really worth it i promise you you won't regret it and you can save three dollars off with our code tbgwt lootcrate.com slash tbgwt code tbgwt orem utah uh it started with an orem man who woke to find a naked man in his bedroom what it ended with his neighbor going to the hospital and in the jail Orm police said the man got up to get ready about 5 30 a.m monday found his neighbor in his bedroom in nothing but his birthday suit what lieutenant craig martinez said when he stood up to find out what was going on what are you doing the guy said i'm running and took off running through the house out the back door <laughs> and that was the last time our victim saw him i'm running what officer found 43 year old seth main at his home nearby they took him into custody for burglary and criminal mischief uh, authorities said they thought he might be under the influence of illegal narcotics and took him to the hospital to be checked i'm running all right karen guess the race of mr uh seth main white karen's going white let's see what you guys think in the chat room you racist sons of bitches uh trying out t- to be the new host of the mtv prank show white white mitt romney sexually suppressed white they both paused to call the police on the black neighbor. <laughs> oh. Pedophile Forrest Gump, white, white. He's running and not dead, white. Um, uh, oh, white. One who asked, why is there no White Panther movie? <laughs> oh. Was concerned about his health, white. Running man, white. Never seen a nigga named Seth, so he white. What are you doing here, uh, white? Uh, Orem, Utah, white. Bill Maher wouldn't date his sister, white. Oh. oh correct as it is white though (laughs) 
doing that naked though like that's what would have got creeped me out i mean don't be in my house period but naked nigga what was the plan i was in sleep come on dog Mm-mm. that's him right there imagine waking up with that standing up he looked like a penis right just standing over you what you doing running mm. ah! <sighs> drugs must have been involved uh let's see here what about um this guy uh a casper man is charged with embezzling two hundred and thirty four thousand dollars from a local car wash that's a lot of quarters yes that is working at the car wash whoa 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 car wash uh a casper man faces two felony charges for allegedly embezzling more than two hundred thousand dollars from the local car wash where he worked by scamming the company's computer program travis wilson pleaded not guilty to one count of larceny by bailey and one count of theft both felonies during his arraignment tuesday morning uh an owner at cowboy auto spa first reported an alleged theft in september court documents show a detective later followed up on the case one of the co-owners told the detective that he believed wilson who was general manager at the time had been embezzling from the company the co-owner said that he called the company that operates the car wash computer software and that the company identified more than one hundred thousand dollars that had been taken from the business he took he kept stealing till he got he knew he was getting lit caught the co-owner told the detective that wilson runs the day-to-day operations of the business and is the only person that had full access to the company's computer system he said that wilson had worked for the car wash for several years and he had gained the owner's trust the co-owner believed that wilson was editing the amount of car watches purchased every day to a smaller number than taking the proceeds from those deleted sales for himself wilson would then edit the daily total amount so that it appeared that all the money was accounted for the document state the co-owner said that he confronted wilson by suspicions but that wilson denied stealing any money a forensic evaluation of the company's account showed that a total of 234,763 dollars was taken from the car wash between august 11th and august 2016 oh so he didn't steal it all at once it was over a period of time and they just realized sales was going down that's actually kind of smart the analysis showed that almost 17,000 car wash transactions have been reversed during that time period Woo. Oh, oh, so he was, I mean, cause sometimes you do have to reverse it, but he was reversing so many of like, hey. They just knew like, we running out of soap. What the fuck? How we barely making ends meet? Guess the race of Travis Wilson. White cowboy. White cowboy. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they say. White cowboy. Uh, this is Probably the plot. Cowboy cow- car wash. Yeah, yeah. This is the plot to a black ass web series on Netflix Black embezzlement apollo nida one half brother half white <laughs> uh i always wonder why he never touched a change in the customers consoles why <laughs> white color crime richard Pryor and superman three black <laughs> oh shit oh that's such a good that's such a clutch reference um <laughs> black skimming the tea uh skimming the teal i mean um learn from the ancestors at enron white mayo oh. boy white they trusted him white all the soap and he's still dirty white <laughs> white <laughs> yeah he was laundering that that money one of the few black men in wyoming everyone knew trevor is a cockazoid james evans finally getting his good times money black the correct answer is he was white cam 
I like the confidence on that one, Karen. You was like, I knew it. Yeah. I saw uh, you shaking your head, yes. Yeah, because uh, the white, I mean, I mean, uh, cowboy car wash? Now, if you just said Tyrone washing them things car wash, I'd be like, okay, this nigga black. I don't think there's a Tyrone washing them things car wash it's anywhere not. in the world. Uh, but <laughs> some of y'all, <laughs> some of y'all missed it. <laughs> Will any of y'all take y'all car to Chiron washing them things car wash uh not unless they find fish what i know that's off martin luther king boulevard oh you know it is 100 percent chance you're gonna be able to do everything over to file your taxes i'm gonna have to refresh guys because it won't let me show let me try one more time but it's not letting me show y'all the okay something went wrong refresh and restart okay let me refresh guys i'll be right back hopefully um tyrone washing them things car wash mm-hmm. them that's things. how it's gonna be lit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know that car wash gonna be flame and they, they gotta be 24 hours seven days a week mm-hmm. mm, that must be what marvin harrison owned uh his car wash you know it is tyrone washing them things <laughs> car wash you know black folks you know black we created with names i wonder if he also owns a washer rat uh <laughs> <laughs> you know he does you know it does and, and uh you know it's gonna be lit you're gonna be able to file your taxes you're gonna be able to do your hair get your hair cut mm-hmm. and they're gonna be selling fish plates tyrone washing them cars gonna be next to tyrone washing them clothes mm-hmm mm-hmm uh all right guys there you guys have it uh that's what he looked like uh travis uh, is it showing up yes okay thank you uh all right let's do the bonus round um double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race as the bonus round against the race uh comes through karen is two for two we'll see if she finishes on a strong note uh oh, somebody said half off on on baby mama's cars <laughs> i just feel like he was going home every day and they should have known he was stealing come on every day all right travis you have a good one all right man ching, 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 ching. how come every time he leave i'm 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 hearing you change right why the metal detector always going off oh you dropped some quarters oh i I, I come back and get them tomorrow bye man uh la police say this woman robbed and drugged two men she met at hollywood nightclub a woman catches the eye of men at a hollywood nightclub she follows them home cripples them with drugs then makes off with thousands in cash and jewelry oh shit she followed them home los angeles police say they're known now looking for such a femme fatale who may be seducing and robbing men across the city mm. this is what lapita and uh <laughs> lapita and uh rihanna gonna do mm-hmm. she it's slips them she slips them some type of drugs or possibly poison oh shit officer mike lopez of the los angeles police department media relations relations section said wednesday <clears throat> the woman met two men at a hollywood nightclub on march 5th uh oh the name of it is hollywood okay on march 5th 
then went back to one of the men's homes in north hollywood area according to police after the men were given an unknown substance and left incapacitated the woman removed two watches included a black rolex worth a hundred thousand dollars according to police reports she, she also t- she also took cash from the home on wednesday the lapd returned uh turned to the public for help to catch the long-haired perpetrator the female suspect has allegedly been working high-end clubs in the hollywood area beverly hills and west los angeles surveillance photos released by the police show a young woman with uh thick brown hair that appears to be black and and what appears to be a black and white tracksuit she is described as five foot six 120 pounds with a large tattoo stressing across her left leg hip and back according to lopez she may not be working alone police also suspect other men have fallen into the trap but won't come forward because they don't want to you know yeah you know that toxic masculinity also yeah. works when you don't want to uh say you was a victim yeah and you know how we do women do it we ain't gonna we ain't gonna beat you up we, we have to do other alternatives well karen guess the race of this woman we don't know her name and that's a white woman karen says that's a white woman let's check the chat room see what you negroes believe uh let me scroll on down uh rihanna will play her in the biopic black plays bitch better have my money they let her in the club white <clears throat> join the scammer and her caucasian drugs bill cosby ain't slicking that wig black damn when black men find this story to defend bill cosby so he she white uh <laughs> black she took the watches to tyrone pawn shop is next to tyrone got them juice boxes daycare <laughs> oh you talking about over there close to uh tyrone get your got your pills this <laughs> the, the pharmacy uh she would not be allowed in the nicer hollywood clubs black candy alexander and cb4 black joanne the cosby latina poison ivy becky white uh a lot of people going black on this one a lot of people latina white i'm going white because of the high caliber of clubs Nisha, the scammer uh tracksuit and tattoos black live on live on rosecrant in a adidas tracksuit black a lot of black on this one karen went white the correct answer is why i want my music pop up there we go the correct answer is karen she was black some of y'all did get it though uh good job I don't know how y'all got it but y'all definitely got it i was gonna like it i was like they let they let they let her in their house listen these white men will fuck anything yeah that's true but more importantly we don't know the race of the men that she got oh okay. that's true that's they true. could just be some rich ass niggas that's true too now no um but yeah she she was going home and absconding with their goods dog run the jewels uh all right so we're ratching this time
Very good. Uh, armed police track a man with a samurai sword into Torquay. Police were mobilized after the public reported a tattooed man with a samurai sword wrapped in an orange towel on the Torquay Street on Monday evening. Local officers and the firearms unit were sent after the man was seen walking down Princess Road, Ellicombe, uh, towards Market Street and the town center. A police spokesman said, We did have an incident last night in Princess Road, Ellicombe. Um, we had a call at about 8.45 p.m. It was reported by members of the public that a man walking down the street with a samurai sword in the towel he was last seen headed in the direction of the town center and firearms unit was deployed on the sea officers located a man about 10 10 p.m he was no longer in possession of the sword at the time officers have gone on to an address in Ellicombe to recover samurai sword and an orange towel as described to us a 41 year old man was arrested and held in custody center overnight on suspicion of being in possession of a bladed article in a public space shout out to the law enforcement and the people for being vigilant and getting that man off the streets though mm-hmm. need more people to form up like that can't allow that to happen man motherfuckers just walking around with swords and towels like like they going to the pool or some shit i don't know all right guys we'll be back uh tomorrow i know tuesday i guess will be bossy we may have guests the other two days waiting on people to get back to me until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.